you see the fucking uh, the pride couches that everybody's losing their minds about on a fucking uh, from Ikea, the bisexual couch? Is it gay to sleep on a couch? Wait, a what? A bisexual couch? Yeah, you didn't see this shit? Look it up. Ikea bisexual couches. What is a sexual bisexual love seat? They did like some seats, like couches, like a bunch of artists made couches underneath the LGBTQ like banner, like representing different uh, segments of LGBTQ. And then they had like somebody made a bisexual couch and like the Internet lost their mind. Oh, because of the the B in LGBTQ. Yeah. But do you turn gay if you sleep on a couch or do you turn gay if you sleep on a futon? Well, you're not. It's bisexual. So, oh, so do you turn bisexual if you're on a couch or on a futon? I would think give a futon because a, a futon can be two things. It could be a couch and a fucking and a bed. So shouldn't a futon be? A, shouldn't they have a bisexual futon? Because it could be two things. No, no, no. A futon is asexual. How? Because no one has sex when they're sleeping on futons, bro. <laughs> oh, you got a story? Come on, man. I got many stories, and I have many futons. You can get it in on a futon, dog. Like if you're a herb like you, you can't be fucking. No, no, that's not my point. Futon. No. My point is, no one wants to fuck you when you're sleeping on a futon. Not that you can't literally have sex. It's just that the access. Not true. You're projecting. That's not the bisexual couch. What, What is? Like, see, there are a whole bunch of couches. Like, this is the first four, but none okay, of these asexual. are the bisexual couch- couches. Asexual and progress. And then, and then this one is transgender and lesbian. And lesbian. So there's an asexual couch. <laughs> Why does it look like there's a vagina on it? It looks like somebody crumbled up a vagina and was like, I don't fucking like this anymore. <laughs> Threw it over their shoulder. <laughs> like a rough draft. Yeah, that's a rough draft vagina couch. This is the bisexual IKEA couch. Yeah, see? Got a bunch of hands on it. It's got words all over it. Yeah, I think a lot of people were more upset about the fucking words on it. Because it says when you change word or to and, nobody nobody believes believes you. you. Okay. I didn't get it. I mean, this is. This all seems very bizarre. I had no idea about this. I, Would I you buy a bisexual this. couch? I don't. Oh, you problematic motherfucker. <laughs> you just, I don't even know that. You just I, gagged never considered, on that. Oh, man. I never considered you now. They I are, never considered the sexuality of any couch. I didn't know that was an option. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't know you could click on. So you're just assuming bisexual. couch genders out here. No, not nothing. No, I'm not assuming couch or genders. Couch just orientations. I'm assuming that couches have no genders, mm. which I believe is the correct assumption. This is the bisexual, uh, non-binary bound, bound, bondage couch. Bondage couch. So these little straps all over it? Yeah, strapped it up. I mean, are they actually selling these or is it just like a promotion? For so Pride? do they have like a black lesbian stud couch or something like that? Okay, what? <laughs> This is, I want to get a bisexual couch. I don't know why. I think it would sound really cool. Like, yo, y'all want to come to my house and sit on my bisexual couch? They're probably going to be on sale starting tomorrow, like Easter candy the day after Easter. (laughs) 
You all picked up this fucking bisexual couch. Half off at CVS. (laughs) It was free. Just like my orientation uh, on this couch. Keith said asexuals. (laughs) Asexuals? Asexuals? Sectionals. That's what I call modular furniture. I'll be here all week, people. So IKEA um, has a history of supporting LGBTQ communities. First company to run a TV commercial. Yeah, they got some dope uh, pride bags at IKEA because we just bought a bunch of shit from there. Oh, this is IKEA Canada. Oh, what? You don't think that shit could fly in the United States? Look at you fucking talking shit about our country. We're progressive. Ikea.com and click North America. (laughs) See if I can find these couches. (laughs) You can't find it. It's just Christian couches on there. You can only sit on them one way. It's the missionary couch. It's the missionary couch. Can only do one thing. It's got a hole in a sheet. In a corner. Back against the wall. Like a fucking herb. The chastity belt couch. I'm searching for pride couch. And I don't see it. <laughs> Would your homies come over and sit on your bisexual couch? Are we there yet as a nation? Isn't that what it's for? Could you watch it's... a movie with your homeboy on your bisexual couch? Of course. Why wouldn't I? That's very progressive of you. That's how far we've come at What's the as movie? A nation. I mean, as long as we're watching like Fast and the Furious or <laughs> Die Hard or something, you know? <laughs> It's got to be all fucking super Explosions. macho movies because if people it's get Hannah fucking like uh romance in it, y'all fucking. Nope. Fuck that. <laughs> no, I'm watching a goddamn chick flick on my bisexual couch with a dude. Fuck that. <sighs> you know, you it's from fucking bro. Imagine. He fucking some bro sitting on a couch with his other bro and they don't realize they're on a bisexual couch and they're watching a notebook or some shit. How do you find out you're on a bisexual couch? Is there like something? Is there some way of knowing? He takes a picture and one of the guy takes a picture and posts it on Instagram. He's like, bro, you didn't fucking tell me it was a bisexual couch, bro. <laughs> Consent, bro. Seriously? Um. Cameron said in the chat, Andy, every time Dom gets mad and starts cussing at you, you got to play the Kwame Brown clip. I never laughed so much. <laughs> oh, I, I got to get to find that clip again. Yeah, I got to get that clip. I got I found the soundboard. I'm about to I mean, start I got driving a soundboard you guys. app on my phone that I can use, too. I just don't have the clip isolated, although it's it's in a, that episode. It's in there. And also I had the tweet bookmark that had that, but I don't have it anymore. Well, I want to see something real quick. Yeah, I got to get that clip. Where was? Oh, you should be able to play that right now from YouTube. No, it was a short, like someone tweeted like a 20 second clip that he, that was. Oh, that's right. We off. found that on Twitter though. Yeah, it was on Twitter. I had the tweet bookmarked. I don't think I have it bookmarked anymore. I clear out my bookmarks from time to time. I'll find it. No big deal. And Andy, I've, here, here it goes. I found how me and you uh, first met. Tell me if you can hear this. Oh, I got to share my audio probably on the screen. Yeah. Share computer audio, bro. This is how me and Andy first met. You are a man. I am a machine. Other than that slight difference, we have a great deal in common. And then we became best friends. 
thing about that, though, is I would never initiate a conversation with anyone. You are a man. I am a machine. Other than that slight difference, we have a great deal in common. Yep, that's how exactly how we met. Um, are you the man in that equation? You're the machine. Right, but that doesn't make you a man. Why you get ever since I brought up bisexual couches, you've been really toxic. Bisexual couches at IKEA. I found the Kwame clip. Did you? Yeah. Yep, right here. Starting right around 113 on this clip, I think. Is you punk old bitch, old bitch, punk old, old, old. I, sh- I should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. Show her my mama's cooking. I sprinkle a little good seasoning on her. Hey, I don't talk too much, nigga. Fuck you talking about. Speaking of sprinkling a little good seasoning, somebody sprinkled some seasoning on our rankings because we showed up on that fucking Apple podcast. I don't know how that works. How does the algorithm? I have no idea how it works, but it was really fucking cool to see our shit pop up like pretty much on the on the front shit of Apple shit. You click on stand up and there was the pod with three guys on as well. Yeah, but then it started going down the list and you were like, I should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. Show her my mama's cooking. I yeah, sprinkle a little shit. good seasoning on her. I don't talk too much, nigga. Fuck you talking about. Let my shit slip from position number 35 to number six, and I'm going to be pretty upset. Yeah, that's going to be you. I should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. That's me talking to my podcast. I sprinkle a little good seasoning on her. I don't talk too much, nigga. Fuck you talking about. That's the email I sent to Apple Podcasts. Uh, Apple.com. <laughs> like, how the fuck did Kwame I fall is very from problematic these days. Kwame is, uh, he's, he's gotten very problematic these days. He, he was problematic he from already. Jump Street. Exactly. Everybody knew he was problematic. You could just hear in the, the shit that he says. We just were okay. All you had to do was, was two problematic people going against each other. But once he changed his YouTube, sights, his uh, YouTube channel before he blew up was all these videos about like uh, all this MAGA shit. Yeah, man. You know, all this Hotep MAGA shit. You see a brother sitting in the front of a Ford F-150 with a cowboy hat on in the middle of of North Georgia somewhere, I think. Come on, bro. <laughs> the only other motherfucker did that was Carl Malone. Cameron said I got Who knew that Kwame Brown was Carl Malone the whole fucking time? He was just the unmail man because he could never deliver. <laughs> Should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. All this time, Kwame Brown was Carl Malone with no skills. Yep. He was fraud Malone. Should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. Show her my mama's cooking. I sprinkle a little good seasoning on her. I don't talk too much, nigga. Fuck you talking about. The unmail man, Kwame Brown. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it was always evident that his, his YouTube channel was problematic, but... I think lately he's gotten even worse and worse. You know, it's the thing is it's blowing up because he's gets he has I just looked his he has 375,000 subscribers. Bro, that's up from like 30. Cuz remember from like 2000. Yeah, remember when we like talked four figures. Yeah. That's how fast if you stay on that content and you just keep pushing it out, they're going to keep eating it up. Plus people want to see 
want to push him over the edge, and he's just not smart enough to see that's where eventually that's where he's going. Yeah, it's not going to end well. I mean, he had he had phase yeah. on love. He had phase on love on recently. Um, he he had a whole thing about Lil Nas X, which you could see that coming a mile away because Lil Nas X has a bisexual couch to get reactions out of people, and then guess who's going to react? The Kwame Browns of the world. So he went on TV and kissed a dude. What if they had a show like Punked, and like it was fucking Kwame Brown on punk and when he went to sleep they switched out his couch with a bisexual couch and then you think you would notice yeah and then what if little Nas show, X was in the same room at him he'd lose his shit what, what if they had a show called like it was like punk and like Michael Jordan drafted his high school phenom and he turned out to be a bust and then like Ashton Kutcher jumps out he's like ah I got you he sucks <sighs> he does <laughs> he sucks suck. at basketball <laughs> But he's on a roll right now. You knew that shit was coming. Yeah. And then fucking he'd be like, Ashton, you punk old bitch. I'll sprinkle some of my mama's cooking. You punk bitch. Punk bitch is the best one. Yeah, I get I'm scrolling through. This is hilarious. I'm scrolling through uh, Kwame Brown's, you know, YouTube videos. And uh, there's a point where you know he got serious. I wonder if <laughs> like, you scroll through his videos fast enough, dude. He just morphs into a super hove tap. No, but just look at this. Just look at this. I'll pull up the screen. You can tell this is his like his most recent going backwards. All right. You can tell when he got serious when he bought a blue Yeti. <laughs> He's <laughs> That's like, a point. like every. Like Kwame was like, I'm going to get a green screen. I'm going to fucking. <laughs> I'm gonna I got all studio. these ideas, man. See, like right here, he was in his truck. He had his little shitty microphone. You know, he didn't really have the equipment. He didn't even have a ring light, probably. And then like, there's a point like right around. Oh, about here. Where this he motherfucker got a, stepped a up from Yeti. a Samsung snowball to a fucking blue Yeti. He was like, what's the best mic out there? It's like, I don't know. I mean, people like the Blue Yeti with a with a little pop filter. Get one of those. And it was gone and like popping a ring from light. there three weeks ago. Look how Dude, serious he is. three he, weeks since he got a Blue system. Yeti? This man was airing yeah, but, people out on a fucking Amazon B-Fine mic. Amazon Basics. Yeah, one of them FF mines. One of them fucking, like, it's a gold mic with, like, 17 buttons on it for $29.99 with a pop filter to stand. And a green I mean, screen. It's, it's uh, hey, my first podcast. It's a whole kit. It says Kwame was says airing he, people out on the 1999 Amazon fucking pro podcaster bundle. Came with the mixer, a fucking pod, uh, a mic, two pop an XLR filters, cable, XLR headphones. cable. <laughs> yeah, he's got like he, he says he kept his money right, but wouldn't he have an SM7B? You know this motherfucker is going to end up on Joe Rogan. He's he got a he's got a uh, a stand for that for that blue Yeti also. Yeah, he got the expensive little plug-in the stand for the Yeti. Stand. It's only a hundred dollar mic. He went and bought out like a hundred dollars worth of Kwame Brown figurines and put them in the background. Cameron said, "Get me the blue Yeti, you punk old bitch." <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Maybe he went to Best Buy and was like, give me the best microphone you have, you punk old bitch. You know he ain't going like, to oh, Best Buy. He's going to Staples. Here's here's this $100 Blue Yeti that uh, give me these oh, blue sounds Yeti, great. Punk old Quote. bitch. 
So he got a ring light and a blue Yeti like three weeks Where ago. Where could a motherfucker buy a Yeti, you punk old bitch? I should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. That's when they didn't have the fucking <laughs> the uh, the fucking road mic that he didn't want. So he was like, where the motherfucking blue Yeti, you punk old bitch? Yeah. Blue Yeti. He's got a pop filter. He went all out. He went all. He got the right one for it and everything. He got the kit. He got it. Hey, would you like to add a pop filter? He went on Amazon. He got the kit. Al Kwame Brown talking into his Blue Yeti out like motherfuckers used to hold guns in the 90s. His Blue Yeti's all sideways. It's... That's the stand he bought. He didn't buy an overhead stand. His motherfucker got it on side address. It ain't even be, supposed to be talked to into like that. This is a one man no, side address, Mike. It's a side address, Mike. On both I got one over there. I, I'm going to go plug it in. We're going to test it out. You think he 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 hit the right buttons? Uh-uh. He's plugging it in, and we going with it, dog. You he's still he's on, on conference mode. Yeah, he's on omnidirectional. <laughs> That's why his bass be booming, because he, he hasn't changed his Blue Yeti settings. He got the Blue Yeti standing sideways, like how they used to shoot guns in fucking Grand Theft Auto San Andreas. Oh, uh, he, he didn't get the app. He doesn't know there's an app for it. <laughs> to EQ the sounds. <laughs> she would find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. Show her my mama's cooking. I sprinkle a little good seasoning on her. Hey, I don't talk too much, nigga. Fuck you talking about. That's pre-Blue Yeti. You can hear a lot of background hiss. Yeah, man. You know that's I mean? when you buy that Amazon 1999 Pro starter kit. Amazon Basics. He turned the bag that came with the mic from the Amazon mic into a do-rag. That was the dust screen. <laughs> he was like, you know what I need right now? Like, I've already talked shit about liberals and gay people and uh, people, a lot of leftists that talk shit about females. You know what I need right now is a crisp microphone. <laughs> he starts Googling. What's the best USB microphone out there? Oh, the Blue Yeti, the $110 Blue Yeti. What's the best mic in this fucking office depot, you punk old bitch? <laughs> That's how you ask all his shit for all his equipment. Yeah. Where could I get a proper desk in a fucking green screen, you punk old bitch? <laughs> Guys, like you need a pop pop filter. He's like, what the fuck is that, <laughs> you punk old bitch? How about I'll pop your filter if you don't give me this whole fucking pro podcast bundle, you punk old bitch. So you want to be a podcaster. Yeah, so Kwame Brown is serious, but yeah, he's uh, he's he's all over the place. So when you like, all t- shout out to all Very my whole taps, just let you know. Very really homophobic. Pick up followers and put some pride into your whole tapness. Get yourself a Blue Yeti mic, turn it sideways, you know what I mean? Improperly speak into it. Make sure you set that shit to omnidirectional, even though it's supposed to be sent to, and what's the mode? Corridor, cardoid mode, or whatever the fuck Cardioid. you say. Cardioid. Cardioid. Ugh, can't talk. Braces. Kwame got his shit on omnidirectional and pointing sideways like he got a Glock. <laughs> That's how he talking to the mic, like he's holding a gun sideways. It's but it's better than what he was doing before, on that FF fine 1999. He's getting there. Maybe maybe he he just needs like a you know a producer. Maybe he'll hire a producer. 
to do his YouTube. I need streams. somebody to produce my podcast, you punk old bitch. Punk old bitch. That's how he responds to the resumes that come in. I've been looking over your resume so you can produce my podcast, you punk old bitch. He's like, he's like, how come my mic is so low? Is it because I'm on a USB hub? I don't understand how to troubleshoot. I fucking hate you. That was inside basketball from the pregame of learning how to set up the mind of Dom Pod. The chat opens at 830. You punk old bitch. Oh, here we go. He he did buy a bundle. I'm looking on Amazon. (laughs) He bought this bundle. Hold on. I'll show you. Oh, he got a blue mic, an actual blue colored mic. Would you say colored? Bro, you can't be saying that. The color of the mic is blue. Yeah, but you said colored. You better be careful. <laughs> is Kwame Brown going to come after me? Yeah. I heard you was talking indiscriminately about fucking <laughs> colored mics, you punk old bitch. I think he might have bought this, although this is not a blue Yeti in the stand. Something like this, though. What's the, Oh, this is the whole, whatchamacallit? Kwame Brown filter. probably in the in the comments of the of the Amazon reviews. Any of y'all bought a blue microphone Yeti USB bundle with the knock shock mount in the studio stand and pop filter for $149.99? You punk old bitch. Here we go. This might be the one he bought. Oh, that's the whole <laughs> setup. You just gotta turn the mic sideways. He's got. So he's got something like this. That's what he got. He paid 150 bucks for that setup. And he go. probably got a ring light for like 40 bucks Invested or less. 150 bucks into his whole tepness. And now he's sitting on a 300,000 subscriber empire. <laughs> it's not about the equipment. There is bi-directional, unidirectional, omnidirectional, and cardioid. He's in, the bot. he's in the Amazon top customer review. This is an excellent bundle for your podcast. So buy it, you punk old bitch. Top commenter. Cameron said, I'm acting real Phil Jackson. Like, no, that's, I would never be like Phil Jackson. Wait a minute. Hold Andy on. came full, full Jackson. I should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. Yeah. So. Anyway. You see so what yeah. Scotty Pippen said, though? How, yeah, first of all, how it. come Scotty looked like fucking like Rick? Like, I mean, for Rick like, yeah, wait fuck. a minute. I'm going to find that clip. The Scotty Pull up Scotty. Clip. Scotty looks like Rick and Morty, man. He did a GQ photo shoot, and I think they gave him a makeover. I don't know. I don't watch Rick and Morty. Is Rick the one who looks like that, or is it more? Yeah, I think it's Rick, right? I don't watch it either. My son loves it. I didn't want, want to watch Rick and Morty because my son liked it too much, and he was getting on my nerves with it. I'll watch it now. You know what I haven't what I've watched is so good that I haven't gotten through it because it breaks me down and it's hard to chew on sometimes is fucking Bojack Horseman. That fucking show is good. Mr. Peanut Butter is like one of the funniest cartoon characters you can find on a show. What is Bojack Horseman? What what is the character? Mr. Peanut Butter. He's a dog. Of course. Because you know, dogs lick their own balls if they have peanut butter, or they lick balls because of peanut butter, something like that. It's a play on. It's yeah, a it's a it's an urban legend. I I know that urban legend. 
so this is Scotty Pippen. Uh, this is his uh, new new look here. I kind of like it. That I don't give a fuck look. I mean, he doesn't give a fuck. It, it, it does fit not giving a fuck. He does not give a fuck. I think he looks smooth as shit right now. And first of all, in, why are we getting mad at Scotty Pippen? Phil Jackson was saying some weird shit for a while. Um, okay, Phil Jackson so, did get into a point where he really started smelling his own shit. And that Zen master shit, he took it a little too fucking far. Like he, and then he thought he was the fucking, you know what I mean? The Negro whisperer on the fucking basketball court. I didn't like Phil Jackson that much. Scotty Pippen went on Dan Patrick's radio show. And he said, cause he still, it comes up all the time. He, the, the Tony Ku coach play where he sat out. Yeah. 1.8 seconds left. And, you know, Kukoch hit the shot. It came up in the last dance. It's a whole thing. So he said for the first time, I've never heard him say this before. Uh, he's talked about that play before. He's apologized. Also, he apologized reason last number dance. 50 that Michael Jordan is not better than LeBron James because he supported a racist coach. Wait a minute. This Pippen was on those teams. Um, Pippen was an indentured servant. Did you see the contract they signed him to? He was playing for ten years for a dollar ninety nine. Oh, he got he got screwed over. He should be be by salty. The by the way, man. I just went to Scotty Pippen by the white man. So Scotty Pippen's Twitter feed and said something went wrong. Try reloading, and the tweets aren't loading. What happened? Did he delete his Twitter? I don't think so. Oh no, it's not coming up. Or maybe Twitter's down. Oh, the rest of Twitter is up. Pull up those quotes so, that Phil know. Jackson had that came out of his book a couple times where he was like the Negro basketball player. He well, said a lot of that, shit he like made that. A, he wrote a book. So this is what, okay, let's, let's set it up. So Scotty Pippen on a Dan Patrick's radio show. Also, if you write a book about it, you double and down on it. Like you can't say, you know what? He wrote I that misspoke. book in the seventies. I don't give a fuck if he wrote that in book 70 seconds ago or 70 fucking years ago. I'm, ex- I'm just setting up the, t- I'm setting it up. All right. So he, so, Scotty Pippen goes on Dan Patrick's show, and I have the clip actually. And he says about that final play, basically says that there was the racial element. Uh, it was a four-minute clip. We'll just hear some of it. article where you talked about the 1994 playoff game when you refused to go back in the game and Phil set up the play for Tony Kukoc. Well, I mean, it's not much to be said if you go back and look at when Scottie Pippen entered the Bulls and when Tony Kukoc entered the Bulls and who deserved the last shot of the game. No, no, um, no. I understand that, Scotty. That was Tony Kukoc's first year. Yep. He was an NBA rookie that year. Yep. And two years earlier, the Dream Team was when they started telling Scotty and Michael about this great guy they, them. they're bringing in and he's going to be so great. And that's why they went and... Uh, dominated him in the Olympics, yes, but they were he already did. hearing this shit Pippen from management. Was like, Even about- if I stuttered, I would still sh- shit on you. And they shitted on Tony Kukoc. I remember right. watching that shit and I was like, this is the guy? Seriously? Yeah. This See, fucking guy? I'm just guy? going by what you said. You said you need to read between the fine lines and then you go on to say it was a racial move to give him, Tony Kukoc, a ride. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, if you knew that Scottie Pippen had been with the Bulls from 87, battled through the Pistons and every other team 
that we had underpaid those three championships. Also, you no star player would ever allow like one of the fucking real like the dudes leading the team. I, I know that shit where Giannis was like Chris Middleton, give him the ball. No, I'm talking about in 90s basketball. Scotty Pippen was the fucking man. It was kind of hella disrespectful. He shouldn't have sat on the bench like a bitch, but I understand where he's coming from. We had to get to those three championships. Wouldn't you give Scottie Pippen one opportunity to get a last second shot without Michael Jordan? Like one year without Michael Jordan. Can I get one shot? Like I'm doing all the dirty work. But all of that, I understand from the basketball standpoint. But when you say a racial move. Well, why would why would Tony, who was a rookie, get the last second shot and you put me out of bounds? That's what I mean, racial. Like that was Scottie Pippen's team. But but Scottie Phil Pippen and, was but, but, on pace to be an MVP that year, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, why would you put him in a position not to be successful? Why wouldn't you put him in a position to succeed? Michael Jordan is not there. So who's next in? So again, he ain't really so he not was, he weaving some things where I could see people get off the tracks a little bit, but from the shit like that was in that book and the shit that Jackson has said over time down to the shit when he was talking about LeBron's posse, he had a tendency of having well, yeah. this talk down shit. Well, that's why I want to get to the timeline. Like Michael Jordan. The timeline of this is this. He's talking about this play from 94. All right. And I mean, let's just finish up this part of it anyway. Thin line for you. But if you talk to Phil about this, because by saying a racial move, then you're you're calling Phil a racist. I don't got a problem with that. <laughs> do you think Phil was or is? You punk old bitch. Oh, That's yeah. the only I mean, thing that should have came remember? after that. Uh, Dan Patrick's trying to give him an out. Like, like, uh, are you sure you want to say that, Scotty? <laughs> He's like, well, yeah. That's why I said it. Phil was or is. Oh, yeah. I mean, do you remember Phil Jackson left the Lakers, went, wrote a book on Kobe Bryant, and then came back and coached him? I mean, who would do that? You name someone in professional sports that would do that, you know? I think he tried to expose Kobe in a way that he shouldn't have. You're the head coach, and you're the guy that sits in the locker room and tells the players, this is a circle, and everything stays within the circle because that's what team is about. But you as the head coach, open it up. Scotty And now Phil you Jackson. go out and you try to belittle, at that time, probably one of the greatest players in the game. Okay. So then the rest of it is about like the... the what I like about this and all that. is Scotty Pippen's about to air out Michael Jordan so bad. And we're going to He's see better. it on I mean... He's been better at least since the last dance. Can you he blame like him? He came off in that. Can you blame him? And but then if you if you go beyond that, he but got can underpaid you blame all him? those years. Can you blame for the last dance? For all everything, because the last dance to me was like the chair. I told you I didn't even watch the last two episodes because I thought it was on that Michael Jordan bullshit. Like I said, dude, I'm not a Michael Jordan hater where I don't respect the greatness, but with the way they shit, the way that I looked at it was that was the ultimate shit on fucking scotty pippen because the whole they, thing or just certain certain I, things bruh once you shit on a man you shit on a man 
You don't get the fuck. All you're doing if you're trying to clean it up is just smear it all on me. Once if you, you take shit one shit on me, dog, it's over in real like life. In a, or you can't in, just you can't just kind of shit into someone's sunroof. You know, like you got to. You, yeah, I know. You and there. I know how disrespectful that is. So if you shit on somebody, dog, it's the ultimate disrespect. I shit in somebody's feel, car. I was like, fuck this car. How does it feel knowing that your shit is part of a Carfax report? <laughs> a very disrespectful Carfax report. That car might come around and kill me like Christine. It may come back. One day I'm going to get hit. What the fuck was it? It was like a fucking late model fucking European sedan type shit. Like a BMW? Like a Lexus. fucking, like a Volvo. Okay. One day's a Volvo. It's just going to fucking, a 2002 <laughs> Volvo is going to run up on me. Do you call it Volvo? Volvo. That, I thought you were saying Volvo. What did I call I it? That was like a slang. Volvo? It's not like you're saying Volvo. Like Why do you always Volvo, be making fun of the way I speak? This is Phil I'm not Jackson fun. type I thought shit that right was, here. I thought that was like a slang term. This that, is Phil Jackson remember when you right said, here. Remember when you said like ugly, ugly shoes were Bobos? I thought like Volvo was some kind of slang for like a shitty Volvo. I, didn't, I thought that's what you were saying there. Okay. All right. All right. This is the ship Scotty sure Pippen's talking about. Make sure my sunroof is closed. Um, okay, so Scotty Pippen. All right, so this play happened in 94. The Kobe book was years later. And so my question is, did Pippen feel this way in the moment that play was called? Or is this something he has? I think Pippen had enough of, of Phil time. Jackson shit very early, probably. Because there was I a think, book that Phil Jackson wrote in the 70s that people are now quoting. Yeah, quote that right? shit. Quote that shit. Let me see if I can find that. Pull it up. It's all over Twitter. Phil Jackson's. Uh, oh, the book was called Maverick. And people are posting quotes from it. Okay. Um, Phil Jackson in his book, Maverick. White players are more often willing to run patterns and to work collectively. Because of the predominance of blacks in pro basketball, the sport is rapidly disintegrating into a one-on-one sport. There are only five or six NBA teams who play with more than a superficial degree of team unity. On the Knicks, he says, a starting front court played white basketball while guards played black basketball. Bro. Another quote, black kids growing up want to be the superstar of their neighborhood. They want to be the toughest kid on the block, the richest, or once they get to the playground, the best one-on-one basketball players. White kids, on the other hand, usually are raised in a more homogenous environment, which provides other outlets for personal expression. They're also constantly being taught the principle of subordinating their own personal glory. This is like reverse critical race theory. I mean, is this I, when I first read that, I was like, is that a real quote? That's a real quote. Like he was into his Zen master shit. We let a lot of shit slide on motherfuckers back in the day. You know what I mean? <laughs> like we're talking about when dudes would we talking about coaches that come from an era like when football coaches was killing motherfuckers and not letting them drink water and shit. And they're fucking overheating and still doing dumb shit. Right. Well, that whole then, era could fucking Bob. What is it? Bobby Knight can throw chairs and shit. And get away with a come on, bro. The reason I asked if that was real is because it was only it seemed like one Twitter account posted it and it just kind of got picked up by everyone. So that's why I was wondering where that excerpt came from. You know? It was from his book though, called Maverick, which he wrote in in 75, actually. It came out in 75. Phil Jackson's so been telling on himself for a little bit. 
I ain't saying that's the dude I'm, is like fucking Robert E. Lee. Okay, so later after that 94 play, obviously, was the Kobe Bryant book. And then later after that was the posse comment with LeBron's business associates who called them his posse. That was like four years ago, maybe. Yeah. And LeBron said something about it and took issue with it. So so that's why I'm wondering, like, at the, in the moment that that play was called, was Pippen thinking this racist motherfucker, or was he just thinking, fuck that, I'm the star? And oh, I bet you he, he said, starts fuck to- this cracker. I bet you. <laughs> this cracker. He, he's, he's, he turned into Kwame Brown. Yeah. I bet you he was tired of his shit. I mean, I get where he's coming from. He he waited his turn for six or seven years, and then Jordan left, and it was his turn. He never got a last-second shot when Jordan was there because it was Jordan's team. I also think that shot has haunted Scottie Pippen, or that play, ever since, and he's never fully kind of gotten over it or figured it out, and it's, he's still salty about it. Well, if and people keep shit on you one shot then everybody starts downplaying you like you were fu- you weren't even robbing dude people lo- acting like this dude was fucking alfred now and fucking jordan was just batman all by his fucking self the disrespect of scotty pippen is going to be a fucking espn 30 for 30 like it's gotten way out of fucking hand and it's been like that for a long time so i can only understand from like a dude that was the shit and he's just getting shit on and shit on he's going to call somebody a punk old bitch Cause you just can't keep shitting on people. Motherfuckers. We was in the middle of a lockdown and this dude had to watch a 10 part series that made him look like a fucking dickhead. See, I don't, maybe I just need to go back and watch it again. I never, I didn't get the feeling that this, the whole series made Scotty look like a dickhead. The series covered that play. And it talked about Scotty going in a pile. Bro, that series covered the year that he took them. Like it was an afterthought. That it didn't even mention, like he said, he was on fire that year, the way he was playing. He could have been a fucking MVP. He had a, like an MVP type year. And they made right. it act like a womp, womp, womp. That fucking Jordan was gone that year and nothing. They didn't even have a significant bump. Like this dude didn't prove that he was at worst top five player in the fucking NBA. It was just like... They had a very underachieving uh, fucking season uh, highlighted by Scottie Pippen's refusal. Like, that's how they played his dick out. They did. Don't say they didn't because they, they did. They played his... Uh, Shaquille O'Neal defended um, Phil Jackson, by the way. Uh, Dude, so, Shaquille O'Neal ask- defended Papa John's. Get your big ass <laughs> fucking... over Papa John. Both sides fucking bullshit. Fuck Shaq, man. He be doing that shit too much sometimes, man. I don't like that shit. You could scratch Shaq a little bit and underneath is some fucking all lives matter type shit. So Shaquille O'Neal said, I don't want to get involved in other people's beef, but Phil Jackson is definitely not a racist. What he said about Barkley makes a lot of sense, but he's coming out with a new drink. Okay, whatever. So he just said he's making it. He's come out with a new drink because Scotty Pippen is marketing this new drink that he's this bourbon or whatever he's putting out. That's why he's doing all these interviews and quotes. Oh, you know what I found? Here's. I just found this on Twitter. This is, uh, let me make sure that I have my sound on. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm going to share my computer audio. I found a, uh, there's a new clip of Phil Jackson responding to. uh, 
Well, it is a word that evokes many emotions in people. It's a derogatory racial this remark is, uh, that Phil has Jackson divided people for many to, years. Uh, to uh, Scotty Pippen's uh, remarks. Oh, did I just mute it? I fucked it up. You fucked it up. <laughs> I fucked it up. A year into this podcast. I fucked it up. Oh, man. Oh, here it is. I'm sorry. PR is a racial slur, but says that students yeah. use NIG. Trying to understand it. I need oh, I know help. This clip. Yes, I, I use nigga. I, I've, I've used it. That's I Phil admit. Jackson. I put the H on it to emphasize it's nigga. H on it. <laughs> That, you know, nigga, nigga, this, nigga, nigga, please. Nigga. That was Phil Jackson when Scottie Pippen was like, I should take the last shot. You see how disrespectful that is? He, who puts an H on the end? That's not a thing that people do. He made that shit up completely. <laughs> this is this is Phil Jackson's response to Scottie Pippen when he was like, I was the MVP. I've been playing with this fucking team for seven years and your white ass ain't going to let me get the last fucking shot. That, you know, nigga, nigga, this, nigga, nigga, please, nigga. <laughs> I fucking hate how they did Scotty Pippen. So, I mean, do you think he's just at this point like bitter? Or, like, what is going on? Of course, on? dog. You're not going to get bitter if people shit on your legacy. Uh, who, I'm talking Come about on, man. This man got some pride, got pride and shit. We living in a social media age. It seems like, yeah, but it seems like that's that's so far in the past. Yeah, but know, Scotty's like, still relevant. He's still a guy. Like Scotty Pippen is still carries some weight to it. So you walking around, like I said, I didn't even watch the last of that fucking thing because I was like, man, this is really tilted to be on Jordan's nuts. Well, well I mean, Jordan was great in those games. Not saying he wasn't. Teams. But so you have people talking about, like, remember when they were having the LeBron, MJ arguments, and people yeah. were like, Kyrie Irving is a better basketball player, a better running mate than Michael Jordan ever had. Kyrie Irving is better than Scottie Pippen. Who said that? Twitter people? Yeah, you can see the arguments and the shit going on online and shit. It's A lot of this Those is are. twisted, but a lot of this, too, man, is the, uh, I hate this Jordan framing. I'm sorry. If you watch The Last Dance as and if you weren't a Jordan lover, anybody who's not like pro pro Jordan, you got had to admit they really kind of shitted on Michael on Scottie Pippen in that in that last dance. He was not an equal run, not even close to equal running mate. The way they played him out in that. Oh, he finished third in the MVP that year. And they, and they said, got 55 wins. Tony, take the last shot. Come on, man. And he made it. He made the shot. That's what haunts him. That's what haunts Pippen. Because yeah, because he if made you, the shot. I bet you Phil Jackson was running around with that quote from his book and shit, <laughs> printing it out. Alleged, alleged quote. Sending them quotes and shit to Scotty to reinforce it on him. Man, Phil Jackson, I didn't. I, that Zen Master shit, man. I thought it was a bit too much. But what the, the question really is: Is it? Was it just disrespect of Scottie Pippen or was it? Oh, I think it was. I think it was a little bit of both. Because Phil Jackson obviously coached a lot of black players. They're going to they're going to run to all of them with microphones. They started with Shaq, of course, because he's on TNT. But that's going to be every player who played for him is going to have a question asked at some point. So 
what do you think about Phil Jackson being a racist? It's going to be like an ongoing thing. Can we so split the hairs? Examples? Can you do racist shit and not be racist? Yeah, of course. You can be racist in the moment, in a moment. You can also have prejudices that are unconscious, biases that you don't even recognize. So we know later. Phil Jackson definitely. If him and Scotty never seen eye to eye and really had some issues after a while, I can see how he could see that shit that way. Well, that's what I'm wondering. Like, when did Scotty start feeling that way? That's, I think that's it was fairly early. Because if, I, if I'm not mistaken, in the documentary, he was... Like, I need to get paid and y'all need to talk. Y'all need to take care of me. Remember, he wanted to bail, too. I'm talking about the racism, especially specifically, because we know about the, the disrespect with the contract. Um, I think uh, Oh, Cameron's right. You got to ask. Listen, if if Craig Hodges come out and bring the whole hotel community. <laughs> Craig Hodges did Kwame Brown's podcast yeah. a couple weeks ago. I don't know what he's about. I didn't listen. But yeah, I mean, that's the thing. They're going to ask a lot of players these questions and it's, it's going to be interesting hearing some of the answers, but I, I bet the consensus will be Phil's not racist, you know, and Scotty's just bitter about other things, but I'm wondering if, if you reframe it and think back, well, are there other little examples that players will have? Like, Oh, one time he said this questionable thing to me, or, you know, I, I kind of gave him a side eye because I saw him do this or act this. Everybody going to give Phil Jackson a pass. I mean, he had the posse comment, and I think he's had a couple other comments that people have. And then Phil Jackson going to have a press conference in about five to ten years from now. Like, admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize it's nigga. That, you know, nigga, nigga, this nigga, nigga, please, nigga. Uh, can, uh, you know, Coach, we, we asked you how retirement's going. A pencil? What kind of example? That's, we just asked you. We just asked you how retirement's going. <laughs> we didn't ask you anything about that. That's what fucking Phil said to Scotty when he was drawing up the plays. Can a, can a nigga get a pencil? I'm trying to get this play in for Tony Ku coach. Okay, <laughs> I ain't got a pencil. I'm trying to I'm draw up a play right now. Can a nigga get a pencil? Scotty was going to be the inbound guy on that play. He wasn't going to even be a decoy on the court. He was inbounding the ball. You see how disrespectful it is? That's white supremacy, dog. That's like when the TSA agents took my fucking curl conditioner out of my fucking bag and I had <laughs> to like use that. hotel conditioner. My shit was like a Brillo pad. He knew it. You were devastated. Going. I remember. Yeah, you were. it was rough. That's white it was supremacy, rough going for a while. Y'all going to give Phil Jackson hey, a pass and Scotty Pippen I trying mean, to tell you. Jordan's black and he always got the last shot. So uh, they're going to be like, Phil, what do you have to say about your recent remarks? Hey, you know, it would, can you lend a nigga a pencil? That's all I said when I was drawing up the play. Nothing else. Uh, we actually wanted we, we actually wanted your answer to those remarks about the pencil. We were actually asking you, what do you say about I, those I've remarks? Coach? I oh. admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize it's. Nigga, that you know, nigga, nigga, this, nigga, nigga, please, nigga, you know, that's everything Phil Jackson said to Scotty Pippen when he was drawing up that play for Tony Kukuch at the that's end the of the huddle. game. That was the huddle. We got live audio from <laughs> what from we the never huddle. saw. What we never saw was Phil Jackson coaching a white superstar, like a Dirk Nowitzki type. You know what I mean? Like for comparison's sake, there aren't that many. That's the other thing. You can't really say, well, how did he treat his white stars? How many white stars are even available to coach? 
there have been there isn't even enough white stars in the fucking sky. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're not finding any. I mean, right now, even the, like now, like in the 90s, I guess there was maybe a little bit more, but now there are very few white stars in the NBA. So it's hard to have a comparison too, because people I saw people bring that up. Like Phil never he gave Jordan the last shot. It's like, no, you got to compare it to how he coaches white players and he never had a white superstar. Who would he have had? Phil Jackson a pass, man. Scottie Pippen is telling y'all the truth. And five, ten years from now, he's gonna have to have a podcast where he's gonna buy a blue yeti mic and upgrade upgrade his recording studio function, and he's gonna let y'all know. I tried to tell you, punk old bitches. I don't know. I'm 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 curious as to what happens next year because he's going to keep doing interviews. He's got to sell that bourbon. I cannot believe they release audio from the fucking the huddle of game five, game uh, six of uh, the New York Knicks versus Chicago Bulls. Tony Kukoc, this is a live huddle of uh, Phil Jackson uh, drawing up the play. Understand it. I need help. Yes, I I use nigga. I'll... I, I've, I've used it. I admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize it's nigga. That, you know, nigga. Nigga this. Nigga. Nigga, please. Nigga. So, hey. Coach, am I setting a screen or like what's going on? Coach, what's. Can you draw that up? You know, he just can you lend the, the nigga a pencil? What kind of thing? And then he drew up the play. Racist. And the reason I wanted to pull up Scotty Pippen's. Facebook or Twitter feed, which is apparently down, is that he posted a picture of like a function he went to last week. I bet you the Oath like Keepers took players. it down on behalf of fucking Phil Jackson. It was a, the first picture was him and Tony Kukoc, like present day hanging out. <laughs> like he ain't got nothing about against Tony Kukoc. He got something against Phil Jackson. Right. Yeah, he's still he's friendly with Kukoc. I don't know. I mean, I hope I hope Scotty's all right. I hope he starts to feel better because he seems to still be dwelling on this play from 27 years ago. Um, and it's probably not healthy to do that. But I don't know. I don't know if anything's going to come out of that. I think Phil Jackson will just stay quiet. He's in retirement. He's 75 years old. I think he said what he said. I think we're in a time now. People are going to get stuff off their chest one way or the other. And he moves on. We'll forget about this. Until Phil Jackson has to have a press conference, and then Scottie Pippen will have been correct. Yeah, this, I know this, this is hurting your whole Michael Jordan agenda. You've seen downtrodden from hearing. I all don't. Of this I don't have. This is the. This is the thing with. Uh, with here he goes. Me. You see how his his voice got louder once I started talking about. Michael I don't Jordan? have an agenda. I just like Michael Jordan. Like you, I think. I'm not one of these sports talk guys who has to have agendas and this guy's this guy's good, so this guy sucks automatically. Or I like Michael Jordan. I grew up as a fan of Michael Jordan, and I think he's the best basketball player of all time. But it doesn't mean I dislike LeBron. Dude, why are you trying I, to convince me? I didn't say anything. No, you you said agendas. Oh no, dude! I, hit dogs holler, bro. I don't know what to tell you right now because that's not what I said. I believe that's what you said. You're getting upset, man. You seem all you seem all tough right now. Wait till that bug lands on you. <laughs> Look, you're getting very defensive right now. I can't wait till that bug lands on you. You Phil Jackson apologist. I'm not defending Phil Jackson. I don't give a shit one way. First, you said Phil something Jackson. about colored mics. Now you're fucking supporting Phil Jackson. 
Unbelievable. <laughs> microphones. I was talking about microphones. <laughs> Not people named Mike. Disrespectful. Um, disrespectful. I don't think Phil Jackson will say anything. The only thing more disrespectful than this was Phil Jackson in that huddle. You know it. I think Phil Jackson is just going to stay retired. Whatever he's doing. What is he doing? Fishing somewhere? Yeah. Fishing for compliments from other races. <laughs> Listen to the Grateful Dead. No, not a lot of black people at the Grateful Dead concert. He's so corny. He, yeah, he probably like following fish around the fish the band. I, he is a deadhead, right? I mean, him and Bill Walton are both deadheads. Dude, I don't get that whole deadhead shit. It's like, like, why would you want to follow the worst band around? They're just getting worse and worse as they get older. Grateful Dead? Oh, they don't, I mean, the Jerry Garcia died in like 91 or something. The like, only thing I know about Jerry been... Garcia is that I love Cherry Garcia. Well, you can thank him for that. Oh, I know. Jerry Garcia died in 95. You know what else died in 95? Scotty Pippen's legacy when Phil Jackson fucking was disrespectful to him in the in the huddle. I'm not sure. Speaking of agendas, are, is this part of your anti-Jordan agenda? Are you trying it's to make not. this about Jordan? It's not. I think you are. Dude, you're projecting. All right. I'm going to have to call you AMC because you're projecting right now. <laughs> that's a terrible, that's a terrible <laughs> nickname. Yeah, you haven't done comedy in a while. It shows. Oh, you see how fucking rude you're getting right now? I thought we were fucking friends, man. Nope. Unbelievable, bro. Nope. I let you get away with a lot of shit, man. You supporting Phil Jackson openly on my fucking podcast. I'm not supporting Phil Jackson. I just said I, I don't care one way or the other about Phil Jackson. Yes, you do, man. Yes, you do. You need to bring someone on. The, you, is that what you want? You want like a debate podcast? Like you're, you're Stephen A. Smith. I thought we were else. friends, man. Remember the first time someone I met else you? Is like, you are a man. I am a machine. Other than that slight difference, we have a great deal in common. What happened? Yeah, but, but that's how I meet everybody. What <laughs> happened? Because right now, that. right now, you're just talking robot shit. That's all you right now. That's all I'm fucking hearing. <laughs> Wait, how many of these got queued up? Let's, how You got more queued up? Did you just find that one or did it, was that one at the ready? Did you have that you know what? I had something bookmarks? that I wasn't going to play, but now it seems appropriate. Uh, this was Scottie Pippen after Michael, uh, after Phil Jackson disrespected him in the fucking huddle by passing the ball to Tony Kukoc. I ain't scared of you, bitch. What? I ain't scared of you, hey, man. bitch. Kukoc hit the shot. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what hurts the worst is that Kukoc hit the shot. It does. If Kukoc missed the shot, Scotty Pip could be like, I told you so. No. Right? Mm-mm. Because fucking he made it. Scotty Pippen would always remember, you know what I mean? What Please. Phil Jackson said hey, about uh, Hutter. You know, can you lend a nigga a pencil? Yes, what he said when he wrote drew up that play. You the fucking disrespect. We've been letting Phil Jackson get away with a lot for a long time. We? Well, you, Jordan apologists and enablers. All right. I remember how you talked shit about Phil Jackson all those years. <laughs> you knew more than you knew before anybody. I did. Everybody remembers all those times Don ranted about Phil Jackson. He was like, 
Phil Jackson and Apartment Bread. Those are my two pet peeves. Right now, Phil Jackson we were, is worse than fucking Apartment Bread in my book. We were like, we were like, why Phil Jackson, Dom? You were like, you'll see. Exactly. You, you knew before anybody. Because just like yeast, races rise to the occasion. You never had it. You never knew anything about Phil Jackson. You never suspected Phil Jackson of being racist. After he drew up that play for Tony Kukoc, it was a lot of people going. <laughs> okay, I don't see. I don't remember that. Is that how you felt? If back it would have been up to Phil Jackson, he would have drew up a three-man weave with Tony Kukoc, Steve Kerr, and Bill Paxton. <laughs> the actor? Oh. Jim Paxton. Bill Wennington. That's who I meant to say. Bill Wennington. You mean John. John Actually, Phil Jackson was mad racist because if you notice, the fucking Chicago Bulls had a lot of fucking white dudes on their team. Almost like they were compensating because Phil Jackson was like, I got enough black dudes on my team. So wait, he made the roster? Judd Bushler, Bill Wennington, fucking Luke Longley. Jack Haley. Fucking... uh, Jim Paxson. John. It's John Paxson. Jim Paxson is his brother. It's John Paxson. I'm sorry. I don't remember <laughs> all, all fucking white people look the same to me. Disrespectful. Who the fuck puts Bill Wennington on it on a championship team? But a racist. Okay. Coach? They won though. So are you saying that so this is a pro Jordan argument? Bill Wennington probably had more FaceTime in the Michael Jordan documentary than Scottie Pippen did. You're making a pro-Jordan argument by saying they saddled him with all these terrible white guys. No, they saddled Michael Jordan won. with the second, the third player who went, who was in third in MVP voting the year he didn't fucking play. That's who they saddled him with. Arguably, at the fucking time, the second best player in the fucking NBA. That's what Michael Jordan was saddled with. I don't give a fuck if maybe now Pippen isn't considered top 50 because the way the game's changed. But you know what I'm talking about. Well, he's still considered top 50. Oh, in my book, hell yeah. And some people with the way the game's changing and shit, you know what I mean? A lot of younger kids, like the generation behind us may not have Scottie Pippen in that scene. I always look at Scottie Pippen would have, if he played in this era, he would have adapted to this style. I mean, the guy, it's not like he had limitations. You know what I mean? But so you know who couldn't matter. adapt his style in coaching? Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson kept winning titles. Mm-hmm. He's got 13 championships total. Oh, I no, thought you were going to play a Pippen. And I don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I'm done with this. I didn't disrespect Scottie Pippen. I'm a fan of Scottie Pippen. I had this his This is shoes. more disrespectful than when fucking that shit that they were saying that Batman couldn't uh, have oral sex. We're taking shit way too far. Is that disrespectful to men or women? That's disrespectful to uh, superheroes. I had Scottie Pippen's shoes. I was a fan. The Air Pippins or some of them up tempos are the fucking some of the dopest shoes Scottie Pippen has. Actually, here's the ones I had. I had the um, hold on. Which one did you have? The ones that say air on the side or you had the up tempos? No, I had these. Oh, those were nice. I had those too. I don't think that. Yeah, those weren't up tempos. They were just those air were Pippen, Ni- I think. Yeah, they were like Air Pippins, Nike flights. And they reissued them at some point, some years later. Um, like I said, I, Phil Jackson might not be a racist, but he done did some racist shit. And he's pushed the envelope enough that we're only letting him get by because of Michael Jordan. 
period, in my book. Okay, so it's time for Phil Jackson to well, get you to cancel. Is this cancel culture no. on Phil Jackson? No, it's not cancel culture on Phil Jackson, but Scottie Pippen can talk his shit if that's the way he feels. <laughs> I wonder if other people are going to start talking shit. That's my, I'm curious. But about if they that. do, then again, Scottie Pippen was right. Are other people going to say, you know what? I got some stories like other players that played for him. This that's is everybody's kind of other story about fucking uh, Phil Jackson. Well, I mean, they already went to Shaq. That's what, that's what I'm wondering. Like, we're going to go to other I players? was in the huddle with Phil. And I bet you Smush Parker comes out. Smush Parker? Smush Parker going to be like, story? I was supposed to get the ball in the fourth quarter. We was down 25. Smush and Parker, Phil Jackson like- drew up a play for me. But he's a fucking racist. <laughs> and he gave who, who was a white player on the Lakers during Phil Jackson's era. He drew oh, up I a play remember. for Mark Matson. Oh, Mar- the Mad Dog. The Mad Dog. Ask Smush Parker. They drew an inbounds play for fucking Mark Matson on an alley oop. Dude couldn't even had no hops. Racist. All right, this is this is it. Phil Jackson is once you're branded racist, you, you know it's you can't get away from it. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, we'll see what happens. I just want to hear from more players. Well, you're going to hear from Scottie Pippen on a Blue Yeti mic, Eddie Jones, Nick Van Exel, Smoke they were Parker. on the. They were the Lakers. I want to see all the disrespectful Lakers come out when they were really shitty. The Smush Parkers. Was Smush Parker on a Phil Jackson team? I, he was with, he played with Kobe, so yeah, he had. To, I mean, I think that was. Or did uh, that Phil Jackson had took a break and then he came back? He did take a break. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even. I don't remember all the details of that. He's a front-running racist. That's why. What are we talking about Phil Jackson? All right, we need to move on from another topic. Yeah, we beat this into the ground like Phil Jackson beat Scottie Pippen's legacy into the ground. What's so you started doing Scott? comedy again? Let's hear let's hear the <laughs> let's get it. My last set was a bomb. You bombed that shit did not feel good, especially with not having like a not being able to go do another fucking mic. Yeah, I did not like that shit at all. Now, the set you bombed on was the one where you went to do another mic. I did. And then you bombed because you couldn't leave Who's well enough the alone. Golden egg? I should have just left it alone. You have a good set. You want to keep the party going. Yeah, man. It feels weird to get back out there. I don't feel comfortable at all on stage. At all. I don't feel comfortable. Like rusty? Yeah, rusty, but in my confidence and my cadence. I also feel like I got like a little bit of a different voice now, too. So like the shit that I was saying from before isn't hitting the same way. You know what I mean? Your, like your, your actual sound of your voice is different. No, I'm just talking about like, just, I don't know, man. Like it's, it's, I think it's more of just wanting to talk more and talk about like serious shit and just like maybe and oh, try to make funny. You know what I mean? Like I won't, it's weird right now. It's a fucking whole weird vibe and it's going to take so a there's, little bit. You're at this point 
you're what four or five years in at this point you start to uh your old self was more kind of sing songy like very like perform me on stage i think and it's more of like you used to talking. tell me was like my old shit was i was on kill mode right we're like a, a almost like a two-year run <laughs> run you right. know what i mean now and you're on like let's just talk guys yeah that mode. hey guys how you doing on a very special episode of the mind of Dom. And you got to learn how to say the bits with the new timing. Yeah. And like kind of spinning them. And then I want to touch base on some shit. And like, I also, I was very, excuse me. I was very uncomfortable in front of like a really young crowd. And that was also like my last set too, where I bombed, where I just, I didn't want to play to like dick jokes and shit and shit like that. So I didn't know how to like, the, and I just bombed. Like I couldn't, I fucked up my last joke. I didn't know how to say the shit. I did all right, but it was, it felt like, ugh. Yeah, but that's the thing though. You can be the guy you were before, but it wouldn't be genuine. No. Yeah, I think you're right. I so think you're it's exactly better right. to bomb and be yourself than to go up and fake it just to get laughs. Like you... What I'm saying is if you were to go on stage and like be your old self, which is like, you know, like not a real version of who you are now and killed, would you have felt better driving home? Yeah, I don't know, dude. I think, too, I think it's weird, man, because so much shit has gone on like in the last like six months, especially the last couple of months, like the shit we were talking about. My son also update on the boy. If you've been following on Facebook or Instagram, well, I think I put it on Facebook, but to the close friends. Um, anyways, yeah, the boy passed his test on Monday. So uh, he is leaving to the Navy in October. Going to be like an electrician on a ship or something. He's probably going to electrocute his nuts like on the first day, but he's going to be over though. Yeah. In October, because I didn't, I fucking forgot too, man. Like when I signed up for the military, I had taken my test like right at the beginning of the school year. And yeah. since I passed and I was and I locked in and it was like, I forgot a lot of people test way earlier than that so they can get right. the fuck out. So like all that summer shit was like backed up, especially for the job. So he also had a guaranteed job and his job, his school didn't have an opening slot until like October. So that's, okay. so that's the real reason why like he had to wait. But yeah, man, he passed and like just the real life shit and all the shit going on, like I don't know if I'm ready to feel like super funny. I want to get out there and I want to do shit. And I know the first time I go into it, like, honestly, the first show I did, I fucking, I fucking killed. Like the first show I did, I fucking killed him. But once I got that out my system and maybe that was the thing, like all the other sets that I've gotten up in like uh, about three more sets after that, I just wanted to talk and do shit, but I didn't have the confidence to not go back to old shit. Does that make sense? Yeah, that's we all go through that at some point. I've been there. And you just got to force it. You just got to take the crown off. Don't be the king. Don't be the guy who has the set of the night. Just grow. You got to make yourself grow. I'm also fucking with myself, too. Like, yo, you about to be 43. Like, this comedy shit's not going to work out for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just, that's the like, voice in your head. When yeah, you're it's a little stage. bit of voice. Yeah, it's fucking with me, man. It's fucking with me because... I can't front, dog. Like I, I, when I last was doing comedy, shit was looking really fucking nice for me. You know what I mean? And I'm not like exaggerating, like motherfucking. I was going to get discovered or be on each. You know what I'm saying? 
but you know, right. like within the area and where I'm at, like it was like things were working. Like I felt a part of comedy. Like this could possibly lead to some things, you know what I mean? That would be really fucking dope. You know what I mean? That ain't normal right. for just your regular fucking just going open micer. You know what I mean? And then the world fucking stopped. And then I invested so much time in this shit and I'm coming out of it. And it, it, yeah, everybody is starting on all over again in a lot of ways. Some people never stopped. That too. You know, they've, they've been out there the whole time too. So make it what you want to make it. You don't, I'm not confident in myself being... right now, man. This is, I guess, because I'm, I'm just not confident in myself right now. And it's really fucking with me. Like I'll go do a set tomorrow and I have, I've written stuff down or what you call it, but where normally I'd be like, I got a mic and these is my joke. Like when I was in old, like kill mode and this is my set. Right. Let me cut, let me cut the fat out of this. And it's more of, I'm just shits in my back pocket. And I just, I think I know what I'm going to talk about. And then I'm just going to go up and do it, but I don't feel confident. Um, I don't feel confident in my place and, and doing this shit. Like me and you've been talking, like I emailed motherfuckers to, to try to get on and I just, it just didn't feel good, man. It just <laughs> feel, waiting for the response. Yeah. Waiting for the response. Didn't feel good. It's just like, I don't know, man, I'm fucking with myself too. Like I said, I'm gonna be 43 in a couple months. And I think another thing too, is that this comedy has kind of been in my back burner. Like I've been doing a pod and shit and I'm, this is me being a creative but being on stage and being a stand-up is a totally different fucking thing. You, you know what the right. fuck I'm talking about, right? right? And I was concentrating on family life and, and getting all these kind of things squared up. I wasn't really concentrating on, like, over the last year, I haven't done this shit at all. You know what I mean? I was, I'm barely, I was barely five years into this, and I almost lost two years. Right. You know what I'm saying? And now it's like, real life fucking with me man is this a hobby is it should i keep like trying to do this shit like if well what I do you want know, out man. of it is the question you know like if you want if you want the Dog, glory I'm not doing this shit to want... be an open micer i could be an open micer i am an open that's, <laughs> that's not even the fact that you're characterizing it that way like don't look at it that way you're an independent artist you know, like that's all that's all you got to look at it as you're still you're still at the point where you're keeping score. You're ranking yourself against everyone else on the scene. And, oh, they no, got put no, to that room. No, I need no, to get no, no, no. I'm going to have to push back. If on you call yourself an open micer. No, what I mean by open, open micer is that I'm not like, like I'm not doing this shit to just go out. Like, of course, dog, once you start doing this shit and it, you you develop a talent and you develop some shit and you start seeing some some shit from it. Like, I want to develop that shit. Like, this is what I'm thinking about. For the amount of time and effort that I put into this shit. Like, yeah. Right. I, I want to, like, I, I, when I say, like, I don't want to be, I, this is not just something I bebop to because it's Thursday and I'm going to tell some jokes. Like, no, that's not my shit. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be funny. So the I camera like, starts at your shoes and it pans <laughs> up and you're singing that song as you it's walk It's Thursday down the and I want to say some shit. <laughs> No, but it's Dapping like up a homeless guy. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be like I stopped doing the pod, but you you know what I'm saying? Like for fucking for comedy to really be doing this shit takes a lot of fucking time. 
And what I'm, I'm saying looking is, at like the time I spent away from my family. Uh, what am I putting into this? How do I switch gears and still feel engaged and pull back, but still give enough? Does that make sense? You, you well, know what I mean? To me, it just comes down to what is your goal? And that's why I said, like, sometimes you, you got to not have the set of the night, but you got to apply that to comedy. I will say general. my main goal this year that by the summer of next year, but my main goal was I, I want to put out a comedy album, basically like 30 right. minutes of, sh- of shit. And that's what I'm going to work for over the because I feel as though comedy has officially like the where we can go out and do things. It's not going to be at the same pace that it was before because the opportunities are just limited. You know right. what I mean? But I want to be able to work for something and and put that together. And it's like a end point, like a culmination of all these years of of work that I've done. It's like five to six year period. You know what I mean? That I went really hard into this shit to the detriment, too, of like relationships and all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? My own personal like my my mental health and everything. This has been a fucking journey. I've loved every fucking minute of it. But I also like I'm I'm nervous, man, because there's also a point. There's like a point of me that really thinks about it. Is that an end? Is it an end of a journey? I'm one of those type of people, dog. I can walk away from something. Well, it's I look at it like this. Whatever whole comedy was filling might not need filling anymore. Yeah. Or maybe it's mostly full. So you don't have that same. And that that's an unhealthy thing sometimes, filling that void with comedy. You know, so it's not necessarily a sign of things going wrong. It's a sign of good health. I'm not saying that, things going wrong, but I, I'm you know, telling you. know what I mean? Like things like feeling like mourning that, you know, the, the, what could have been or whatever. You look at it as a sign of things being good because you don't have this unhealthy drive to leave your family behind five nights a week to go in a basement telling jokes for five minutes and then going and having tacos, you know, till midnight, you know what I mean? Two in the morning. Right. And then you know suffering I mean? through the next day. Cause you barely yeah. slept and all that Overslept. stuff. Yeah, man. Just the detriment. That's not but- just comedy. Everyone is thinking this, all these people right now who are like, I got to go back to my office five days a week after I worked from home. I rolled out of bed at eight 55 every morning and sat at my computer starting at nine Oh five. Never had a commute. Didn't even have to take a shower. Could do my laundry while I'm working. Could go pick up dry cleaning while I'm working. Run my errands during my work day. No commute. Day ends at five. Close the laptop. Now I got to go back to the office. Like everyone's having these moments of like, wait a minute. I used to do that. I used to grind like that, even at their fucking office jobs. So Mm. we're all going through that. Write bits about it. Talk about that. Like whatever it is you're going through, talk about that. Because that's not just comedy specific. That's life specific. Everyone's having that. I think I, mean, I, big, I remember. I, I think another I, I, part. I was of it stuck is in that. traffic, like on my way to my first show back. Right. I, I was like doing that thing where I'm like, I'm on the toll road. Nothing's moving. I'm on 66 actually. Nothing's moving. I'm looking at the clock. I'm looking at the Google Maps on my screen. Like, what's my arrival time? I'm looking back at the clock. I'm doing the calculation. I'm like, oh, I didn't miss this at all. I used to, this used to happen all the time. This sort of like worry. Am I going to get there? I have to text the guy. Am I going to get there on time? Should I call? Oh, fuck. It's moving now. Oh, should I get over? That lane's moving faster. And I was like, why, why did I do this all the time? And like, I didn't miss that part at all. And then the show was fine. 
but it's like, you know, there's a lot of bullshit you got to deal with, but that's not just comedy. That's everybody's thinking that in their lives right now. Yeah. I think so for me, one of the things has been to, for what I want to do, I know it's going to be a lot of hard work because I got to, like you said, I'm going down a different lane. Like I'm switching up gears a little bit, you know what I mean? On certain things. Yeah. And that's daunting, man. It feels like because of the pace that I was on before and now how the pace changes with the way the world has just changed it and then comedy on top of that. You know what I mean? It's I think about shit like that. I really do. You know what I mean? Because I'm a very like on a lot of things I can get very black and white on them. You know what I mean? Time like what's the cost (laughs) benefit to what I'm doing? You know what I mean? Well, what are you getting out of it? Yeah. And if you're if you're going to be someone who just independently produces an album every year or two, then just make that your goal. Don't make having the best set of the night or getting a second set in or, um, you know, whatever that post show hangout till three in the morning. Don't make that the priority because that does become the priority. Quite often no, you does. go to the show for the hangout. You're not even there for your set anymore. You're like, I don't have any new shit. I'm just oh, comedy was around. a great way for me to get lost in myself and just the whole environment and shit. Like it filled a void. I think that's the new way. It's like going on a, you know what I mean? It's like you you broke up with comedy and now you're dating again. Well, and also, but you're different because you, you're both. different. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, or your your high school sweetheart came back from college and now y'all date. Like it's different. It's different. It feels right. very different. And it's just like, I don't want to, like you said, the hangout has no appeal to me. Like, so I'm trying to find out how do I motivate myself and how do I stay engaged? And I know the easy thing is write more and, da, 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 and this and that. Just get on stage, man. Just get stage time. Yeah. You so just it's just, get up there. Is Tweet it also, more. yeah. Is it just me just living life more and maybe just not being as have my one show or whatever? And being, I think too, is being comfortable with less. Well, you got to, all the things that were pulling you to comedy now, maybe aren't pulling that hard. Instead, the things that are pulling you back to your house are pulling harder. They like are. You got, a, you got the family, you got the two-year-old, you know, so, so be it. Like, if that's going to win that tug of war, then that's not so bad. Oh, no, of course bad. not. Of course you know? not. So, and also I think, um, comedy for you because you were still like you know three four years in before the pandemic was still much more of a much more about vanity than it becomes later like i've passed that point like having the set of the night especially i didn't do it during social media that would have been different but you know posting the the story afterwards getting tagged in three different boomerangs and the whole thing you and the boomerangs. You hate I, yeah, so I haven't boomerangs. been tagged in a boomerang in over a year, and I'm you fine with that. You hate boomerangs. I'm just like, whatever. But it's like, there's a lot of vanity, and I think, so there's vanity in the reasons you were doing it. And you have become much less vain as a person. Shocker. Since the pandemic. I mean, you're talking about your dad bod. You're talking about, you, you did the half the year, you did a podcast in just a robe. <laughs> like, it wasn't about, like, all the stuff about a green screen and a perfect looking thing is gone. So a vain pursuit for someone who was more vain and now is less vain. You're like, well, wait a minute. What's the, you're so I'm not being, vain. 
I'm not being drawn to this for the same reasons. So some other reasons will emerge. This joke is about you. (laughs) you, You'll find some other reasons, but they might just be like, you know, I'm doing my own thing. I'm just going to cobble together a half hour. That's what I told you. My thing is I'm just going to, I want to just put together half hour sets, record them and then do the next one like a year later to a year and a half later. And just make that my thing. I got a little traction on Spotify and Pandora for my for my last album. Why not just make that my my goal? I don't have I to think for this shit, man. Out, get three sets a night. I think it's like I call myself a creative, right? And that was easy when I was killing, and when like cool <laughs> shit was happening all the fucking time. Yeah, dude, right. I'm a creative. Actually, I'm, I'm a at creative. the Kennedy Center. I just did this because I'm you a creative. You may have heard of it. It's called but the Kennedy Center. But now I have to say that I'm a creative where I, I got to be comfortable where a lot of people don't see my shit. And there's not like a, a, a carrot at the end of the stick type thing. Right. You got to stop checking. And I yeah, felt that immediately after the first show because I don't count the first show. The first show okay. is like just like it's. It's like coming back to high school right after you graduated. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> You're still the shit. Right. The second or third show is like, why the fuck am I here with these kids on a fucking Saturday night past 10? <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, like that's... it was. And, and then it's just like and then when I ate the dick on stage and it made the oh. drive worse. And then I was like, I could have. I told you in a car. I was like, I could have been home a fucking could have been home. Could have been watching the game. I could have been just chilling with my baby on the couch. You know what I mean? Yeah. And could, yeah. Well, that's lesson learned. I am going to call my. That's the name of my uh, album, Cameron. It's going to be called Punk Old Bitch. Kwame Punk Brown's going to do the fort on his. I told him to <laughs> the. Uh, I want him to do the intro on my podcast on his Blue Yeti mic, so it can have an authenticity to it. You got the bundle. Maybe I just do a whole podcast on a Blue Yeti mic. That's thinking out of the box. With a hookah. With a hookah. I have to get his exact $149.99 Yeti mount (laughs) podcast bundle from Amazon. Pop filter. For authenticity. I think we should do the next podcast. Uh, I'm going to get my do-rag. We're going to do a Kwame Brown podcast. I got a Blue Yeti. It's right back. It's right back there on the... It's got a pop filter on it. Oh, you do? You, do you got the Kwame Brown edition of the Blue Yeti I don't have mic? the stand. I don't have the mic stand, but it has the desktop stand. You've used it. You borrowed it for like a couple months last year. I did. Yeah, it's that one. So, What if Kwame Brown ends up getting his own line of Blue Yeti mics? Oh, the signature series? The Kwame yeah. Brown. <laughs> the Kwame Brown. Collab. Signature. Kwame Brown. Blue and Supreme collab. Hey, you yeah. punk old bitch. You ever thought um, about starting a fucking podcast? Well, let me introduce you to the Kwame oh, Brown man. Blue Yeti collection. Look, maybe Pippin does Kwame's podcast because they both can shit on Jordan. Ooh, Imagine that? the stories. That'd be like a I'd six pay- hour... That'll be a last day. They'll have a 10 part last dance style podcast. They have a, they have a watch party. Just watch it and keep pausing it and talking shit. 
you punk old bitch. Bitch. Yeah, I, I know, think man. comedy is, since comedy is brand new again, it's whatever, you can make it whatever you want it to be. Whatever you need it to be. You don't have to make it what it was. You don't have to I think it's a, it's a lot, dude. It's, it's the shit with my son. It's really looking at real life. It's all, I got lost in comedy. Is your son feeling himself right now? Is he kind of like, no, no, man, he's actually pretty. I think for him, just like for me on some things, it was just like an eye opening experience. You know what I mean? Just like life woke him the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So he's like relieved now. It's just, it's over. I think he got a confidence about him and a maturity about him now that he had to learn that the success in your life is going to come from your work. From your effort. And you still gonna catch L's even when you do everything correct. But if you take if you do shit half ass and you it's on you. And the other thing too is now you're at a point too where dog, you can't be like, oh my dad or oh my mom, or I mean, you got your shit, you got your issues, you got things happen, but for the most part, life is on you. Did you do the thing when you got out of boot camp? When you walked, you came home. Did you first of all? Did you come back to New Jersey after boot camp? No, I think I came home for Christmas. Okay, and I started coming like, home like less and less. Like I would only come home like maybe for Christmas or maybe once in the summer. Did you put on your dress uniform and walk around? Fuck town? no, dog. <laughs> Fuck no. I came home and I bought me an Amici fucking sweatsuit. A what? A me? A what? With uh, your Navy? With your Air Force money? <laughs> yeah, dog. I was kitted out. I spent my money on clothes and balling. I think I had some like orange lugs boots. I remember some dudes coming back from boot camp and like they have that day where they walk around with their dress, yeah, especially like so Marines. Corny. But unless you're Marines in the Marines, the- because they got a dope ass fucking uniform, but yeah. like the fucking Air Force uniform is whack as fuck. What about the Navy though? Your son's gonna have that. Navy's kind of dope. Navy uniform. Navy's kind of dope. I kind of like white, that. right? Yeah, it's all white. It's got, you know what I mean? It just looks dope. Yeah. But the fucking Air Force uniform, it's all blue. It's stupid. <laughs> like it's you put on your dress, dress uniform, go to that bar where all the high school uh grads, all your old high school friends hang out. Like, hey guys. No, I come back to school in my town. dress blues and talk to my teachers. Hey, you punk old bitch. <laughs> punk old bitch. You thought I would never amount to nothing? Look at me now. I got a fucking podcast bundle for $149.99. You punk old bitch. You, you still sh- want that pencil? Ask me again. Ask me again if you want that pencil. <laughs> you want that pencil? <laughs> yeah, maybe yeah. your kid's going to be that. Maybe he's going to be that guy that walks around with his dress uniform on like, hey, uh, just back in town for a couple days, ladies. <laughs> Mm. just a weird fucking time on all all kinds of shit man that's how i felt man that's how i've been feeling like i said for real that's how i've been feeling yeah just like trash you know what else was trash see what the fuck they let fucking bill cosby out yeah uh yeah camera just brought that up in the chat i mean today's news was all over the fucking place but uh bill all over the fucking place uh donald rumsfeld died right after that um also, I thought he was that. already dead. You see the pictures of Rumsfeld? him when he was getting older? He looked like he was the undead. Yeah, How come I mean, old white dudes look like fucking zombies when they get old? <laughs> I don't know. It's a, is it the skin becoming thinner? Translucent? Weird. Kinda? Like, you seen Mitch McConnell? 
Yeah, it's kind of rough for him. He yeah, he has his weird bruises. Yeah, Rumsfeld had them fucking like George Washington teeth. Yeah, I think they give up on their teeth at some point. At least their their bottom teeth. Ooh. Yeah, like Rudy Giuliani's teeth. Like Rudy Giuliani is fucking horrific. He looks yeah, like the, the penguins fuck Gollum in a men's warehouse. Donald Rumsfeld was 88 years old. The wrong person died today. Defended torture architect of the Iraq war, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Oh uh, yeah. So Bill Cosby, I don't know if he's, is he like home now? Like uh, when is his actual release? Is it going to be? Yeah. He's home now. Like they had like a drone and shit. This motherfucker came out of fucking oh, car, he got pudding pop. Like, yeah, he's free. <laughs> I'm sure Jello did not supply that pudding pop. They probably, I hope he got his pudding popped in fucking jail. So he he's back home now. Like is he remember before all this happened, he was gonna he was about to do a sitcom. Yeah. And then when all the legal shit started happening, he was like, I'm blind. It's like, oh wait a minute, you were just working on a sitcom like 10 minutes ago. He was blind and he like he had trouble walking. Listen, if he was blind, he came out of that fucking car into his house like James Brown going back to the stage. Oh, he like, was like the intro to the Cosby show. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's wrong. Don't make me laugh about this piece of shit, Bill Cosby. But oh, that would tweeted. be feeling funny as shit if he did the Bill Cosby intro song dance into his house for, after getting out this, of prison. This dude tweeted four hours ago. I bet you so, NBC yeah. is nervous as fuck. Because if you thought that Bill Cosby wasn't going to buy NBC now after he got out of jail, he's fucking buying it up. I don't think he has NBC money anymore. Oh, I bet you he will. He posts a picture of himself with his fist in the air. I've never changed my stance nor my story. I've always maintained my innocence. Thank you to my all my fans. Support. How do you Francis. maintain your innocence, dog, when you were in a deposition saying, yeah, I fucking drugged women? I think he claimed that they wanted the drugs, like it was consensual drugging. Remember? Anyway, consensual <laughs> drugging. That's a fucking defense. Like he gave them the drugs because they wanted them or something. Uh, to all my fans, supporters, friends who stood by me throughout the ordeal. Special thanks to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court for upholding the rule of law. And uh, yeah, that was his tweet. First of all, is his Twitter like is his phone one of those Braille phones? Because how are you tweeting and you can't see? You can't Jerobo even use phone? swipe. Well, you know, but here's how you know he's old. He wrote all that in his tweet. Then he hashtagged it Bill Cosby. <laughs> his name is Bill. His at his handle is Bill Cosby, but he also included the hashtag Bill Cosby. You know how big a piece of shit you got to be that you raped 60 women and then you hashtagged a tweet right after you got out of jail? Yeah, something's wrong with Twitter. Tweets aren't coming up. But, um, well, Twitter must be down. Or maybe Bill Cosby bought Twitter now. Maybe just my connection. So, oh yeah, Aaron said voice to text. Bill Cosby is is uh, dictating, but don't you have to know where the voice to text button? Yeah, is? Yeah, you got to hit the just... button and shit. Like he don't know what he's doing. He's blind. Remember, he's got a condition. He couldn't see right from wrong. Oh yeah, Scotty Pippen's feet is back up. By the way. <laughs> so anyway, so Bill Cosby's back home now. 
And I guess there are going to be probably civil suits to come and all that stuff. But, you know, what are you going to do? What, what can he say? I, you know, he did it. He basically admitted to doing it. It's a weird legal loophole with a shitty deal that they made with him years ago. And all the underneath courts uh, supported him staying in jail. And the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania is the one that overturned it. So they're the ones who, who disagreed. Um, Here's the thing, man. I, I used to be a fucking bro. I've said dumb bro shit. But okay. during this period, if you're one of these dudes, man, that are even coming remotely close to defending this dude, you're a piece of shit. I think this is a good time, too, man, to just highlight pieces of shit and just don't let you know this what? fucking fly. I've muted so many of those people on my Facebook. Uh, it's not I even a mute. Check. I got to check to see what those guys are saying. Because I don't think I see their posts anymore about the Cosby thing. It's a terrible time <laughs> on certain to see some of the terrible ass takes. Like when people say dudes is trash, this is the shit that we can tend to do. Right. You know what I mean? Co-signing this bullshit. Like, dog, 60? 60? Yeah. 60 accusers. Roughly. Here's the but, thing. If you want to be an ally, like not, I don't even say ally because that's just kind of whack. And those are like fucking that's a cold word. Dog, if you just want to be a decent human being on this shit, but you don't want to get involved or like say all you got to do is shut the fuck up. That's the best. That is better for women than you getting on a, tw a tweet or co-signing this dumb shit, or doing whataboutism. Like, <laughs> trash, man. Yeah, I mean, my opinion hasn't changed on Cosby or the people who defended him. You know, they're still out there, too. It just means that, you know, justice wasn't really served. And also... Here's the thing, too, man. It it's puts just, a cooling effect on people who, who want to speak out, who have been victimized, because it's just another example of not getting justice. Felicia Rashad was on Twitter. You saw that tweet, right? Yeah, man. She was like... Listen, man, know, Felicia Rashad is about to find out that there's a whole generation of people that don't give a fuck about the Cosby show. You know what I mean? Like, they're... Don't give a fuck. Like, she ain't going to recover from this shit, neither. Oh, she posted a follow-up tweet, by the way. Yeah, but when you post a follow-up, you done. She said, first thing she said was, finally, a terrible wrong is being righted. A miscarriage of justice is corrected. And she got dragged for that. Um, I mean, she got dragged heavily. 35,000 quote tweets. Oh, and I bet you immediately as people started saying, I, oh, it must be. I wonder how the kids at Howard campus feel about their new dean. Oh, yeah. A lot of people said that. And then so she came out a couple hours later and said, I fully support survivors of sexual assault coming forward. My post was in no way intended to be insensitive to their truth. Personally, I know from friends and family that such abuse has lifelong residual effects. My heartfelt wish is for healing. Of course, she you didn't know what this address sounds like. 
this sounds like she's literally saying, like, I have raped friends. Basically, I mean, most women. This is the I have in, black friends of excuses. Basically, <laughs> I didn't. But the I'm, truth I'm, is, most people know someone who's been sexually assaulted or raped. You know, and you look at this bullshit, though. She the, the Bill Cosby one. She says a miscarriage of justice is corrected. She did not allow replies. Because she knew she was going to get dragged. So on the, the, the next tweet, the follow up tweet, it's the normal tweet with replies allowed. People are literally well, saying bye, doing. Felicia. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just, it's going to have a chilling effect probably on, you know, people coming forward who already have been reluctant, reluctant to come forward for these exact reasons. So, you know, what's, I don't know what's going to happen next. Is There's she going to lose her spot at Howard? I don't know. Maybe. They can't really take much more away from Bill Cosby except for more money in civil suits. They already took away his honorary degrees and shit. He lost all that stuff. Oh, wow. <laughs> Remember his What if Bill Cosby degree? was like, what do you want from me, people? They took away my honorary degrees. <laughs> that was my joke. I was like, maybe in prison he'll have time to earn some of those degrees back. <laughs> Go to the library and read up on some shit. God, I hope they pushed his pudding pop in when he was in the joint, man. It seems like Cosby's wife is still with him. He's 83 years old. It's not like he's going to be booked on The Tonight Show anytime soon. I mean, maybe he'll start a podcast or go he's on He's going to be on Kwame's podcast. podcast with fucking Judge Joe Brown. I could see him doing an interview. I could see him doing it because these days you don't need like a network to come interview you. You can just do something and upload it. You know, so I could see him doing that because he seems to have enough of an ego about himself that he wants to control the conversation and, you know, come out and talk shit. This made me mad. We have to switch gears now. Listen, dudes, don't be fucking trash. People are watching. Your significant others watching. Right. Your daughters are watching. You know what I mean? Your friends are watching. This is, this shit is incredible, man. Yeah, people are posting or replying to Felicia Rashad with the Bill Cosby quote about the quaaludes. When we got the quaaludes, was it your mind that you would you were going to use these quaaludes for young women that you wanted to have sex with? And Cosby said yes. So, anyway, yeah, I don't know if I have anything new to say on that shit. It's just, you know, shake your head. Well, hopefully we can start a countdown clock on Bill Cosby. Oh, like you mean on, on him dying? Yeah. Let's start. <laughs> who, I think Bill Cosby dies before he's 85. He's 83 birthday. now. He's 83. And he's been in failing health. I mean, if you believe, <laughs> you know, the blindness and all that stuff. I want Bill Cosby to be, literally become ghost dad. <laughs> ghost dad is Bill Cosby. I want that to happen. Yeah, I think, I mean, Cameron said back to ball, how you feel about Simmons not playing in the Olympics to focus on his skills. Oh, God, here we go. We talked about Ben Simmons on the homies, Rod, and Justin's podcast. If you heard us on Balls Deep, uh, that was a dope podcast. Shout out to the people who uh, sent some uh, messages and stuff like that. I had a good time on pregame and stuff with K&M. Um, we talked about Ben Simmons. Me and you have talked about Ben Simmons, man. 
You know what I mean? I don't think you trade Ben Simmons. I really don't, unless you're getting back like Lillard or Bill or somebody like that. But to trade him for like some of the shit, like, first of all, Ben Simmons isn't a huge trade asset. You're going to get some good shit back for a 25-year-old kid who's a three-time All-Star and a future defensive player of the year. Okay, so stop the bullshit. All right, stop your dumb shit. All right, so you could talk shit. Some of you are right, whatever. But the, st- the kids still got a shitload of talent. You know what I'm saying? So I would just wait on Simmons. I think you give him a year. The worst comes happen is that he doesn't improve or you don't see a, a huge improvement and you can wait till the fucking trade deadline. So when they say he's going to focus on his skills, is he going to just be like shooting jumpers every day? or like Yeah, what's probably the- just like shooting and getting like going through like real dr- well he's probably been doing all that but i think a lot of it is that focusing on his mental skills is going to be the biggest fucking thing yeah camera said this was his air ball moment it might have been i feel like he needs to actually shoot the air ball <laughs> rather than oh he defer. shot the air ball dog the air ball is him passing the ball with trey young on the fucking coming at him on a dunk that's his air ball that's right. the air ball he, he that Could shit's be. loot that's the air ball. And I think he fucking, I think his, I think we're living in an age too with kid, these kids too, that you got to remember social media plays a huge part in their progression and, and a lot of the shit that they're going through because player there, you can say, Oh, he wasn't in the gym. Like Kobe, Kobe shot 10,000. Listen, Kobe didn't play with, he played at the beginnings of possible of some social media. But he wasn't like what these kids have. So you now. think Ben Simmons needs like a therapist? Yes, because that shit's all mental. That's his, when you start letting the outside world get into your shit that you're like, whether it's work, whether it's sports, whether it's comedy, it can affect your shit badly. And then you start developing bad habits and you start becoming, uh, you know, what I mean, insecure. You start having confidence issues and shit like that. We've seen it. I've, I've suffered through shit like that. You know what I mean? When you don't have confidence in yourself, fucking drama at the crib, I guess just starts sinking in. And then when you fuck up on the biggest stage, you're trending on Twitter for the next 24 to 36 hours. Oh, that's going to come back over every time he fucks up from now on. Yes. It's going to come back until he like has this triumphant exercise his demons game or whatever, or wins a title or whatever it is. That's how they do that shit. I think Ben Simmons is going to take the Sixers to a championship next year. Oh, all right. Prediction. No, how, like not, within how many years? That. I'm not within how many years? Within like five that. years? They got to make some changes to the team. We got Daryl Morey. I feel better about myself. You know what I mean? I'm not going to shit on Ben Simmons because I'm the Ben Simmons of guitar. You know what I mean? I don't even want to try now playing my guitar. I understand how it feels when you become self-conscious about your talents. Have you? Wait, is your guitar in the in the apartment? No, the guitar's at the other house. Oh, okay. That's right. You told me that. Yeah. So <laughs> what are you gonna do? Are you gonna spend all summer working I, on your guitar skills? I don't know, man. I don't want to be bad at this now. Cause it's been sitting there for so long. Now I don't I'm I'm in a bad creative place right now. <laughs> I really am, man. I don't I'm, think I'm just I'm afraid now. It's not that I'm afraid to take yeah, I am. I'm just like I catching L's right now. I don't want to fucking do in a way. 
Yeah, but no one's going to see you catch that guitar, Al. It's Dude, be I'll see myself. Now, who Do you cares? know how many fucking... I have anxiety. Do you know how these these incidents play in my head over and over and over and over and over and over Yeah, again? but there's also the... When you do actually play something and get it right, there's also that feeling like, oh, I just leveled up. I, I can do something I couldn't do a week ago. Listen, if Ben Simmons... I'm going to tell Cameron in the chat. If Ben Simmons doesn't progress next year... I will make a video calling him a punk old bitch. Now you got to tie Ben Simmons uh, successes to your guitar. You know how they do like um, for every shot made, we're going to donate a dollar to sick kids or whatever. You should do like every time Ben Simmons hits a shot, you should commit to 10 minutes of guitar playing. So if he goes like three for 10, you're I'll you're never get any better at guitar. Well, he, but you have faith that he's going to make these shots, right? Not really. Not right okay. now. Okay. <laughs> for every shot he misses, you play guitar for 10 minutes. I have more faith in Kwame Brown. He's a 55% lifetime uh, field goal shooter. Who? Ben Simmons. He's, he makes most of his shots. Yeah, because they're, they're all like dunks. Two minutes, two inches away from the bat. <laughs> right. So do that. Let, let's, let's tie Ben Simmons' success. Will then be tied to your guitar prowess. Can't do it, bro. Do that. Can't do it. I'll never play the guitar. All I'll do is just okay. get it on. If Ben Simmons hits two free throws, Dom plays guitar for 10 minutes and you get free breadsticks from Papa John's. Papa John's. Papa John's. Papa John's. Let me tell you. Let me tell you, Papa John's. Learn to play a new song. There it is. Every time. Well, a whole song, though? I don't know, Cameron. That's a lot. You learn a chord. This is my, that's what my guitar, he talks to me like Kwame Brown when I'm playing it. What if my guitar came to life and it became Kwame Brown? You punk. Well, if, you, if you're already always in your head. Then I see you not, not stringing anyway. these chords, you punk old bitch. <laughs> How about you sprinkle your fingers across my, my neck? Like she I was trying to who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. That's your guitar. That's my guitar. <laughs> we definitely got to put this on. This that thing has become an official loop for the Mind of Don podcast. I'll have it in the uh, soundboard. All right. I just oh. chipped one of my guitars accidentally. Hit it with I a chip. I chipped one of my guitars. Big chip out of it too. It's fucked up. Standing in the same place feel, for so long, and the dust. Built I feel up bad now. I feel like you know. <laughs> Like it looked so good before. Now it's all it's got this chip in it. Throw it away, Whatever. dude. It's, it's worthless. But no one will see it because it's in my room, so it doesn't really matter. You punk we'll old bitch. We'll, we'll do. Uh, we'll 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 tie. We'll set something up. The season starts what late October. All right. By then you'll have your sea legs, so to speak. What was the song that I told you I wanted to play? Oh, I don't remember. I gotta pick was, a song. It was like an intro, but you gotta pick a simple song. You gotta pick like a, you know, you were you you had a complicated song you wanted to play. You wanted to play like the intro to a song. Yeah, I wanted Some to play the intro song. to fucking uh, America. You can do magic. Yeah, I don't think that's you're not ready for that yet. How about Fuck you, dude? Are you challenging about, me right now? Talking about like I I can't. <laughs> hold on. How about Twinkle Twinkle Little Star? See. All right. Me and this Cameron is getting hella disrespectful. Page. This is a fucking Chicago Bulls game seven huddle right now. Hot cross buns, perhaps. Mary had a little lamb. 
This is hella disrespectful. No, you should not. What I'm saying is you should play, pick a song that has like some easy power chords. Nirvana has a lot of those. Green Day. Yeah, I don't want to just go up and down on the fucking guitar, man. I want to get in there. I want to do the little finger action. I want to finger bang the fucking guitar. Finger action. Yeah. You got to start. You got, but you tried that. Well, you tried playing your guitar twice, and your fingers didn't move the way that you, the way you wanted them to, right? Yeah, and then I quit. Well, it's because I started trying to play like Guitar Hero, and I couldn't get. It was the whole thing. You started playing Rocksmith. Yeah, a Rocksmith is like for, Guitar Hero. It's made for beginners. It's actually made for people who've never played guitar before. Like that's their Why whole. Why are idea. you talking shit? I'm trying to motivate you. This is the intro to the song that I wanted to play. By the way. If you guys don't know this song, because this song is the shit. We'll just play the, the quick bit of the intro. Google Fi, oh, a no. phone. I didn't want to play that. What just happened? Is that, a, is that the ad? That was the ad. I, I I thought I don't have Google ads. Oh, I didn't sign in. Fuck. Fuckity fuck fuck. All right, this is what you're going to learn. That's what I'm going to try to learn. This song's the shit, though. I love America, man. I love America, the band. I mean, Yacht Rock, those guys are all like really good musicians. Like it's it's advanced level shit. And this part right like, here. My man in the video riffed that in a fucking salmon shirt tucked into his jeans. You know how fucking gangster you are when you can shred in a fucking salmon shirt tucked into some fucking Levi's and some Wranglers? See, that's some advanced shit. You I'm fucking hiding a robe. You can't do that wearing a robe. Come on, imagine me on a fucking TikTok. With my nipples out. <laughs> All right. So that's going to be your goal. Uh, open robe. Yes, that's right. Open robe. Uh, Veronica in the chat. Dominic's guitar outfit is going to be an open robe. No, I'm, I'm a, yeah, I have an open robe, and I'm like, and I'll just. And a salmon shirt, dog, tucked you know, into some if, Wranglers. I don't know if you know this, but there are fake guitarists on Instagram. Oh. It's, it's the whole thing. Like if you look up, look up on YouTube, there's people like exposing, you know what they do? Like, cause they, they play super fast. It's like, I'm just going to play this real shreddy part real quick. And they play like lightning fast. And then so all these like real guitarists are on YouTube. Like that's actually sped up. He sped up the video to look fast. Like people are faking being good at guitar. I guess you can't for, fake being good at guitar, man. That I think that's the likes. reason why I stopped really quickly because I initially I knew quickly like this ain't a game, it's a guitar, right? You know what I mean, I was on my Iverson shit. It's not a game. We're talking about <laughs> practice. Open robe and Wranglers. She said open robe Wranglers and and uh, like a headband. <sighs> well, I want to thank you guys for the last podcast. You know what I mean. The feedback you did, uh, you guys. Some of you guys gave me checking in with my son. Uh, the feedback after my son passed the test and stuff like that, sharing that story. A couple of y'all reached back out. We had some conversations. That shit. Was what is dope. a hierarchy, by the way? Um, does Air Force look down on Navy or does Navy look down on Air Force? I don't know if they do. They're so totally fucking different. 
Like once air, those, once water. Like Marines look we down both on look down on the army. Oh, really? The army's lower. I think so. And but Marines are at the top, right? Everyone. The yeah, Marines because we're scared everybody. of the Marines. Everybody's scared okay. of the Marines. It's not that that we want them to be above us, but we're like, Dude, we don't really need to fuck with these guys. Let them I be thought, crazy. I thought everyone looked down on on somebody else, and then there's like a bottom, like Coast Guard is the bottom or something. Nah, the Coast Guard is really fucking hard to get into. Really? Yeah. Okay. They don't take everybody. Their scores, you got to get a nice score on their shit, too. All right. Well, I, I was wondering about the rivalry between you and your son. Because people keep uh, asking me like that. Why didn't he go into the Air Force? Or why didn't he do the Army? And, and why did he do the Navy instead of like the Army? You're like, fucking Army? Seriously? That's what I was like, like, yo, no offense to the Army, but like, I want my kid to see the world, not get stationed in like Tupelo, Mississippi. That's just whack. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you didn't see the world, right? I did. Oh, you did? I went to a couple of different places. Not stationed like full time, but like traveling with my Air Force squadron and shit. I got to see a lot of things. That was one of the biggest things like with my son and shit, too. Like this was a lot of people were like coming at me like, oh, he should pick a good job because a career. And I'm like, this motherfucker's 18. You know what I mean? He still jerks off in the socks like his life. This shit's just a stepping stone. Okay. Wait a minute. He jerks off in the socks. You know what I'm saying? Um, Did you say two? If no, still, uh, if someone if someone misbehaves at boot camp, do they all jerk off into a sock and beat that guy with their <laughs> socks? But my oh, point no, was, Never like, I just wanted them like the my one of my number one things with my son and all my kids, man, is like the world ain't fucking flat, dog. Stop being Kyrie Irving, man. Like, go see fucking everything. You know what I'm saying? Like see the entire world, man, and then come back and make your decision on where the fuck you want to be at in life. You know what I mean? Florida isn't going anywhere. You can always go to fucking Florida, but you and ain't going to Parts of a- it are going to be overrun by yeah. rising sea levels. but And there probably won't be any apartments left because they're all falling to the ocean. Right. But, right. you know what I mean? That was my thing. Like, see the world. Go meet new people and shit. People that are totally outside of your culture and then come back and be like, okay, I want to sit and rest in Virginia. You know right. what I mean? Like, and, and this is another thing, man, because a couple of people have asked me this. And I, I remember talking about this a while ago a, uh, that I wasn't, I think it was a couple of years ago. It might have been on your, on Three Guys On, where I was like, I don't I don't think I want my son to join the military. You know what I mean? I didn't want him to follow the exact route uh, that I went through. You know what I mean? But over time, it kind of my I knew my son was going to have to go down a different path than I than anything that I had ever gone through. You know what I'm saying? And my biggest thing was. I with the army and even though I didn't want him to be in it, I want my son to experience kind of what the machine of America is. Like, don't talk shit about everything. Like, you can have your opinion of what's going on of in the military, of, of, of what we can, you know what I mean? That kind of hive mentality of shit. But you got to p- be inside of it first. See it from the inside. And then understand your gift. Understand how you're going to operate outside the system and how you're going to do. But you're going to have to. I think this is a good experience for him to see the real world and see how the machine really works. 
And how does he have is, any hesitations about like what if a war breaks out or anything like that? I don't think right now he sees that far out. I think he right. just sees this as a stepping stone to get to. I've always talked to, to my son about being an entrepreneur and owning his own shit and maximizing right. his talents and shit like that. Like I've tried to get him to start up a T-shirt business or whatever. Listen, dude, I don't give a fuck if you on Twitch. I don't give a fuck if you open up a Pokemon store. Like, I don't give a fuck, dude. As long as that you are happy, then I'm cool with that. I thought you were going to go to some LLC Twitter shit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I want you to start your LLC, man. I don't, you ain't got no fucking LLC, you punk old bitch. (laughs) Yeah, like I've been, like, that's the thing. And I think what this is, this whole thing is going to help them out too, is to see that you got to see the real world from the inside, man. You got to be part of the machine a little bit to then be like, I don't want to fuck with the machine. I want to go my whole fucking, my own fucking route. And I think this will be a right. good thing to to help him with that. And and that's all I look like. I told my son too. Like a lot of people were like, "Oh, well, why didn't he pick this job and he get a better job?" And da, 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 da. like, listen, man, this is in the next four years he's gonna make another decision in his life. So did he have choice like several choices of jobs that he wanted? And he just yeah, he did, and he picked a really good job. He's pretty much gonna be like an electrician. Uh, so the job that he wanted skill. to be get just wasn't open. He qualified for it, but it just it limited slots and it, it wasn't open for him. Yeah. So now and, and and that's it. In four years, you travel the world, you figure something out. And you're 22, man. I don't get married f- twice. <laughs> you and this marriage. Let me tell you something. If he fucking tries this shit, dude, I'm coming to rip your fucking throat out. It's well, I, I mean, it's just, that's the stereotype, right? You get into the military, you go meet someone in some other country, and you fall in love real quick. You get married, yeah, doesn't man. work out. You but go I'm off not... on a deployment, they cheat on you, right? You know that move. I know that move, man. I know that move. They cheat on you, they text you, they're cheating on you, and you got to come back and all your shit between deployments. I've known some dudes who really went through that shit hardcore. That shit sucks. You be sitting in that with someone shit. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Some, Cause yeah, uh, cause then they'll tell you, like, while wow, you're in a war zone, oh, by the way, I'm fucking your friend. <laughs> That's terrible. I mean, you know, I guess it builds character. I don't know. I've heard those you horror fall stories. Fall in love with the stripper. That movie Jarhead. That's that wasn't that one of the plot points? Was it his girl was cheating movie. on him? I don't remember it. But anyways, man, like with my son, though, this was, you know, what I mean, it's just it's a good start, man. That's why I look at any of this shit. It's a good start, man. And you can see life and you can make some decisions on your own. You know what I mean? And and that's all I want out of this. And that's why I've been really happy like the last couple of days, because he worked for this. This is something that he wanted. He put his effort into it. He's going to see it. He got to see something through. And now you go and see life, man. And I'm really excited for him to like step out on his own in the next couple months. And really, he's going to be in Chicago. Like, I ain't even been to Chicago. I've been dying to go to Chicago. You know what I'm saying? Like, you already go see some new shit. you love the Bulls. You love the old Chicago Bulls teams. You want to eat at Michael Jordan's restaurant? Matter of fact, now I can't come because Chicago (laughs) co-signed that Phil Jackson bullshit. We don't consu- we don't co-sign that bullshit on this podcast. What is your kid gonna do though between now and October? Does he have any like things he wants to get out of I the think way? he's just gonna I, he's looking into some jobs like getting a summer camp job where he could just right. like go away and stay at an overnight camp and pretty much just chill and and I mean gets to do shit during the day and stuff like that. But they got pools and, and lakes and they go do all kinds of shit. He likes that shit. He's been to camps 
uh, overnight camps when he was a kid since he was like eight, nine years old. I've been putting him in this thing. Right. His mom has put him in them. So, uh, yeah, man. So that's it, man. He's just my 18 year old. He'll be gone in October. I'll be in Chicago twice this year, probably for, for shit that he's doing. Like he'll graduate at the end of the year. And, uh, I'm just happy have man. that, that I, anchor tattoo on his forearm. <laughs> Oh I'm man, and that's the thing too. I know he's going to come home with some shitty tattoos really quick because I I got shitty tattoos like right off the bat. So and he's dying. To oh, get did tattoos. you? Yeah. Oh yeah. What did you get? I got this a tribal dragon on the top of my arm. What? Dude. Yeah, a tribal dragon. Yeah, dude, I got a tribal. I didn't dragon. know that was. <laughs> what is a tribal dragon? What it is that? just was a shitty fucking. It looked. I looked like a really shitty wrestler tattoo. Like it was really bad. It's still on my arm. It's this one right here. Oh, okay. I thought. All right. That's terrible, right? I mean, I can't really make out what it is. I thought this on, shit was so camera. badass when I got it too. Isn't the shoulder like prime real estate too? Like you don't want to put a shitty tattoo on your shoulder. Like, look. Dude, I didn't know I was 18. You opened with the shoulder though. That was your first tattoo. That was my first tattoo. That ta- shitty dragon tattoo. <laughs> Tribal dragon tattoo. I was trying to be fuck. Remember when tribal was the shit? Tribal, tribal barbed bar- 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 wire tattoos. Yeah, white girls love barbed wire tattoos, and white dudes like the tribal. Yeah, like the tribal shit. You know, tribal was the shit for a while, man. Yeah, it's like I'm part of a tribe. <laughs> tribal was the shit. Tribal and no, limp biscuit like, like go together. Oh no. <laughs> Red hats that, that's before. Red hats. Mega hats. That was just like a whole time period. Tribal tattoos, Limp Biscuit, the Family Values tours, like trucker whole, hats. Said yeah. yeah, it's. I bet. Yeah, if you went to a Limp Biscuit concert with Uncle that tattoo, Cracker was singing old black man songs, and we were like, "This shit is number one." Hey, cool tattoo, bro. Play break stuff. You know, like that's how that's what the concert is like. That's the mosh pit. Cool tattoo. Is that tribal? Yeah, that's a tribal dragon, actually. I'm fucking John Cena shorts. If you look at the dragon, it has a tribal tattoo on its arm. It's like crazy, man. It's like I want a tribal it. tattoo of a tribal tattoo that has a tribal tattoo. <laughs> and then give me the be boy and free my soul. What was your next tattoo? I think another shitty dragon on the other arm. What's- What's the dragon theme? What is I don't know what I got in the dragons about, man. Did you go lower back at any point? Oh, see, you got to be disrespectful, man. You've been really fucking pushing the boundaries no, on this podcast. That's not disrespectful. Why would I go this? Why would I go lower back tattoo? Because we started talking about bisexual couches on the fucking podcast. Dudes for a while were getting lower back tattoos, dude. That's not no dudes I like know a, were ever getting lower back tattoos. Maybe maybe it's maybe it's dudes that are like a few years what older. What dudes than you. do you know that Dude, were getting I'm lower back around tattoos? Walking around like the HF festival and shit like that in like the mid nineties, you'd see dudes with lower back tattoos. It'd be like a that son. said I'm gay. What? Okay, this is toxic masculinity now. You can get a tattoo anywhere you want. You cannot get a lower back tattoo if you're a dude. That is law. <laughs> If you want a son, what what if some dude comes along and makes it popular? That's all that has to happen. Some famous guy. Gets you can a get a tattoo. bisexual couch from Ikea, but you cannot get a lower back tattoo if you are a, a, a cishet guy. I'm sorry. Lower. It's like a, it's like a sun or that weird star thing that a lot of dudes get. 
on their elbows. <laughs> oh, you know what? Like a spider web, man. Like a spider web. <laughs> the sublime sun. There you go, Veronica. That's that's. I've seen that on. Mucho gusto, Medcamo Rally. I'm home. I'm breaking all the rules, man. Jeremy. What are those stars that people get on their elbows? What is? Why do they do that? Oh, I don't know about that, but I still want to talk about how you think it's cool for guys to get lower back tattoos. I didn't say it was cool. I'm saying it happened. That's all I'm saying. It's a thing that happened. That's on the list. Cishet men cannot get lower back tattoos. I'm sorry. That's just toxic masculinity. You know, it's someone's <laughs> it going to come very... along. How are we going to give props up a... to bisexual couches and I can't? This is, this is toxic masculinity because I just couldn't do it, man. How think, about like a how about a Batman logo on your lower ooh, back? On your see, lower oh, back? See? No, because then see? Uh, then somebody might be like, "What you want a bat?" No, nah, I'm just nah, I can't do it. How about not, a word? I'm not progressive enough for that, dude. Like I'm trying. I told you I would go buy a bisexual couch from IKEA, but a homie having a lower back tattoo? Come on, man. Dog, you okay. can't do that. Okay, I just did men lower back tattoos, Google search, and look at this. And those are all dudes at gay beaches right now. It's the sun. <laughs> it's a, I told you. This is the thing that dudes would do. Even my gay friends would tell you, you can't get a lower back tattoo on your back. After this, you're not going to have any gay friends. <laughs> I probably won't. I'm going to have to buy See? them all bisexual couches for Christmas. Cool sun on your lower back, man. That's cool. Yeah, oh thanks. Now, see that one's like mid. Like, now the this one, yeah, yeah, dude. He got low cut jeans on. Psh, pause. See uh, the toxic masculinity is coming out on me now. I don't feel good about myself. I'm not going oh, to look, look at this. It's got skulls though. I have to go lay down on my bisexual couch. See, I mean, some of these are cool. Not cool, dude. Maybe like a word like Listen, this guy. We're gonna end the pod on this now. If you think what is this? What is this? <laughs> lower back tattoos are cool for men, please leave me an email at mrdomrivera at gmail.com. If you believe Andy is correct, do not send me an email. And I also don't want you to listen to this podcast. It's your body, your choice. You oh can do whatever God. you want. Oh my god. Do whatever you want, guys. Get whatever you want on your back. You know what, man? I when we first met each other, do you remember that? Look at that. Do I remember the first time we met? I don't remember. Refresh my memory on that. Mm-mm, man, I cannot. Lower back tattoos are good, cool on women. Like that's that's law. That's standard. Wait, but at some point they became uncool on women. They became people were calling them tramp stamps. Remember? Yeah, but see, we don't call them tramp stamps on our podcast because we're progressive. <laughs> well, we were. We are now. <laughs> we weren't two minutes ago. What do you mean? I just I'm two for three, dog. I don't call them tram stamps and I have a buy. I'm cool with bisexual couches just because I don't fucking think it's appropriate for men to have lower back tattoos doesn't make you can't cancel me. This is the what problem with just... America. You go two for three. That's the beat. That's good. <laughs> Three for three, no, you're asking good. too much. I'm starting to, I'm going to get whole tap and I'm like, here goes the fucking agenda. Because the third one is a layup. It's a Ben Simmons on Trey Young dunk. No, it's, it's easy. Not. Of course, you should no, be okay not. with men having a tattoo on their lower back. Why not? Mm. Do whatever you want. Now, now, 
can't do it, Doc. You don't have a reason why. It's just like maybe maybe it's just 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 it's, it's not manly enough. I can't it's do for, it. It's for girls. Is we can't be girls? friends no more. This is a. I don't know about this, man. I don't know about. What this. if it's like? What if it's like two two hands giving like middle fingers? <laughs> right? Like something cool. Uh-uh. No, no, man. Nothing like that. I'm gonna rethink our friendship. Remember the first day we met each other? You are Look a man. I am a machine. Other than that slight difference, we have a great deal in common. I don't no longer feel that way about you. I'm After trying to bring you, you into the to, to this year, this century. How you know? far have we come from? You are a man. I am a machine. Other than that slight difference, we have a great deal in common. You're getting too many emotions, and I don't like this. I want you back to your robot ways. Oh, remember barcode tattoos? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one for a robot. A barcode People, you know what? People get QR codes tattooed on their bodies these days. Yeah, that's stupid, though. You should kill yourself get, if you do that. They like like an audio file, you know, like the the, the waveform. They get like a waveform on their arm, and then if you scan the code, you can it'll play whatever the waveform was. It'll go to like the website that's that stores it. Oh, what if we get a waveform and you scan it and it goes, "You punk old bitch." <laughs> That'd be hilarious. That would be super hilarious. You get a waveform and you just be like, yo, man, scan this for me. Hey, this is a very special tattoo. Like, it really means a lot to me. It just takes me to a certain point in my life where, you know, it's just, you know, things were really coming together for me. Go ahead and scan it. <laughs> Your old lady is, you punk old bitch. Show her my mama's cooking. I sprinkle a little good seasoning on her. I don't talk too much, nigga. The fuck you talking about? See, at first I got to just... Just to the punk old bitch part, because that's all I could afford. But then I came back later and added the rest, actually. I added the rest, and now I have the whole thing. I should find who your old lady is, you punk old bitch. Show her my mama's cooking. I sprinkle a little good seasoning on her. I don't talk too much, nigga. Fuck you talking about. Yeah, uh, that's a pretty good tattoo, actually. Uh, That is a pretty good tattoo. I, I think if you had a scan wave tattoo of that, you're pretty cool. Oh, what if you get a 404 error? Only you would think of a fucking 404 error. I guess what? What if Phil Jackson got a scan tattoo? That would be a fucking. It has his book on tape. It just plays his audio book where he's talking about black players and white players. (laughs) (laughs) Scotty Pippen should get that. Scotty Pippen should get a. (laughs) Is that book on tape, Maverick? Is it Phil Jackson narrating? I would love to hear him narrate those parts. Here's Phil Jackson's waveform. I use nigga. I've I've used it. I admit it. I put the H on it to emphasize it's nigga. You know, nigga. Nigga this. Nigga. Nigga, please. Nigga. You know, can you lend a nigga a pencil? All-time classic. And I want to thank you guys for listening to this podcast, man. Again, this is episode number 43. Keep an eye out. We're going to have some cool things coming up. I got a couple of interviews with some homies. Um, Just thank you guys again, man. We was trending on Apple Podcasts the other day. Like, uh, this is because y'all be downloading the pod and shit, man. And you be spreading and sharing the word. And I really appreciate that. Um, Catch us again. I think maybe we'll take a break next week. But uh, I'll definitely have some new content out for you guys and put another episode out. Just kind of keep the ball rolling. Um, July 10th, if you're in the D.C. area, 
We're going to be having the first Saturday night mic at the Comedy Loft in D.C. So if you're in D.C., swing on through. It's a late night mic. Starts at 11. We have some drinks, have some fun. Um, it's a big it, deal. Late night Saturday mic. Back late, in D.C. They yes, it is. Had those in a long time. It's going to be coming back. And I'm hoping, like I said, you see me on stage. If you want to come out and see the homies, uh, let me know. Shoot me an email. I've had a couple people shoot us an email and say, hey, I want to come into town. Um, if you're in D.C., feel free. Don't just come out for the bike. But eventually, like I said, we're going to have some cool things going on. But again, shoot me some feedback to MrDomRivera at gmail.com. And then once again, I'll be man, at a show. Are you are you doing Mike B's show on July 23rd? No, I am not. So thank you. All for right. July 23rd, Wonderland Ballroom. Um, you should come with me. It's Wonderland Ballroom, July 23rd. I'm on it. Randolph's on it. Mike yep. B is running it. Um, and then I have a show on the 28th as well in Maryland which I'll plug later when I have the details in front of me. I'm taking like one gig or two a month at this point. I'm doing open mics otherwise. So on August 1st, I'll be at the DC Improv for the Tournament of Champions uh, Comedy Kumite, which is it's some weird fucking comedy thing, but it's going to be a good show. There's some really dope comics on it. I either can do one set or if I get to the finals, I did three. But either way, it's going to be a good fucking time. So come on out if you're in the area. Give me a shout. But again, man, I'm Dominic Rivera. This is Andy Klein, and this was the Mind of Dom. Peace.